gentlemen, and welcome to your Thursday night edition for the, what, third week of August here at The Sea Report. That is uh, August 26th, 2021. I'm your host, Mr. C, and uh, I am super happy to be joining you guys today. I hope you all are having a great and wonderful afternoon. Thursday proper, everything is going well. We've got a lot of uh, stories for you guys today. And uh, yeah, I hope you all are uh, are finding this to be one of those great days. Now, we have a lot of stories coming up for you guys today. Of course, uh, we'll be talking about, ah, oh, I see something here I missed. So just, just give me one second, ladies and gentlemen, because after all, as you know, this is just the way it rolls sometimes. And there we go. Maybe none of you guys caught that. Uh, now, uh, what, what do we got coming up for you guys today? Of course, there's a lot of things going on in Afghanistan. A lot of things. And uh, I will address that shortly. Um, but uh, absolutely positively, uh, in the headlines for today's show at the Sea Report, we have uh, A.G. Branovich over there in uh, the great state of Arizona. Seems like uh, we've awoken the sleeping bear that is A.G. Bronovich, whereas a lot of us are kind of wondering, what the heck is this guy going to do? Uh, he's decided to hold the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors accountable and responsible for turning in the request materials from the Arizona Senate. It's very exciting news, ladies and gentlemen. Who would have thought that, uh, you know, uh, A.G. Branovich would have woken up at this late hour? Well, good news for us, guys. Uh, we're, I guess we're going to continue on our winning streak for this evening. And uh, it looks like we also got uh, one, um, um, one, uh, one uh, Mr. Herschel Walker signing up for the GA Senate. Sounds like that's going to be a pretty good run. Something that uh, President Trump may have been able to have uh, forecasted. Uh, indeed, he's been calling for him to run. And also, we will uh, get into a little bit of the COVID conundrum today. We're going to uh, kind of purse through some uh, news items where we have some of the, uh, the overreaching and uh, draconian and authoritarian and, uh, you know, those people that just want to strip us of our rights. We're going we're gonna to just take a little bit of a look at some of the moves that they're making these days. And then we're also going to take a little bit of a look at some of the wins that uh, we've had for us. And also some of those who are fighting back against uh, these overreaching um, um, uh, mandates that uh, it seems that, uh, you know, these governors and school boards and, you know, travel agents seem to be trying to take against American citizens. And uh, that, my friends, is a dim reflection upon the world because you know if you're not in America, uh, or Romania for that matter, uh, you are absolutely being subjected to the will, the arbitrary will of these individuals who think they have the right to rule the roost over us and call the shots. And they have none of that such, ladies and gentlemen. They cannot mandate, nor dictate, nor require any of us to do any of the things that they have done. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're just about here at the breaking point at the C-Report. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, I hope you're having a wonderful Thursday. We're almost done with the week here. 
And uh, it's looking to be a great, great show coming up for you guys. We have a few other stories to uh, litter and pepper and spice up the field with here tonight at the Sea Report. I think you guys will enjoy it most definitely. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there's another reason why, uh, you know, today is such a, an interesting and unique day for us here at the Sea Report. And that would be that uh, today is our 150th episode. Now, we don't, uh, we don't, we don't, you know, we don't, we don't go have a whole party here every time we hit a milestone marker um, over at the Mr. C TV channel and, you know, the Mr. C report and all the other stuff that we do here uh, for sure. No, you know, I mean, uh, when we get to episode 1000, maybe we can uh, sit back and have, uh, you know, a margarita or two. Now, let me tell you what, uh, you know, episode 150 is great. Actually, you know, maybe not episode 1000, but, you know, when you do a show on the daily, I mean, uh, obviously you're going to get to like, you know, episode 100, like pretty quick, right? Uh, maybe on the one year anniversary, we'll do something special. Maybe I'll have like, you know, like a cupcake or something on the air. But for the 150th episode of the Sea Report, I'm actually very happy to announce that in addition to streaming on the most important uh, free speech platform there is out there in the world, over at the foxhole.app. We're also streaming on Twitch, but for our 150th episode, we have now started to stream live over at Clout Hub. So uh, we kind of ditched Trovo. Now Trovo has been pretty faithful. You know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Trovo for the fact that uh, they run their streams much like Twitch does. They give you at least 15 days, you know, they give you at least 15 days uh, for anyone who cares to take a gender to watch your content. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I've been told about Clout Hub, you know, and uh, so we'll see how that goes. So uh, to anyone who may be watching over live at Clout Hub, welcome to the C Report over here at Mr. CTV. Uh, you can look forward to a daily news report coming at you Monday through Friday at 7.30 p.m. Central. Now, uh, now, now it's, it's a, it's a rather curated report. We don't just, uh, we don't just, you know, read off, uh, the headlines for the day and, uh, you know, kind of, uh, take over that way. Uh, we'll give you some views and perspectives. We'll do a little bit of digging and we'll use any bit of knowledge that's wrapped up within my tiny smooth brain to impart to you guys the knowledge and perspective that, uh, I have been, uh, I have been gifted throughout the years of my being awake, not woke, but awake. And uh, that would have to do with, you know, red pilling and all of those types of things. But uh, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that uh, you guys do enjoy it over there at Clout Hub. I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be live streaming to Clout Hub every episode starting today. So we'll see where that goes. We'll see where that goes. I still I still don't think, ladies and gentlemen, and for my lovely and endearing audience over at the foxhole.app, I still don't think they're going to beat you guys. Now, now to be clear, for those who are over at Clout Hub and also those who are listening on the podcast, uh, just know that uh, uh, um, I, I rather tend to engage with individuals over at the Foxhole app. So if you ever hear me talking with anyone, speaking with anyone, replying to anyone, or if it sounds like I'm responding to voices in my head, you can be sure 
that it is with the uh, it is with the uh, the audience over at the foxhole.app. Now, I, I mean, we'll see exactly how Cloud Hub's going to run, you guys, because let me tell you what. Um, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not too familiar with Clout Hub and its platform and its audience and its community. Uh, I just uh, dipped into this today, but I figured, hey, you know, after running on Trovo for like, you know, I don't know, about three months or so with like zero audience, uh, you know, it, it couldn't hurt to try a new venue. And Clout Hub is rather more known than Trovo. You know, Trovo's over there off in Europe somewhere, right? So uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, let me tell you something, guys. I don't know if uh, Clout Hub is like one of those platforms that censors and bans. Like, you know, if I talk about COVID-19, if I talk about President Trump, if I talk about election fraud, are they going to be like, you're banned forever from the hub that is clout? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But to be sure, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, I was uploading some videos to my YouTube account, right? Because I don't live stream on YouTube. Nope, 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 nope. That ship has gone and sailed. Uh, but I still do also every now and then upload to YouTube some of the videos that I do here at the Sea Report. So uh, I was uploading the watch party for Poison Death Shot and The New Normal uh, earlier today. And as I was doing so, I was informed by the gods that be YouTube that I have received a copyright strike. Now, if you guys remember, I was talking about uploading... Um, last Tuesday's episode, last Tuesday's episode of the Sea Report, because I thought I would do like a trilogy drop, you know, because like I haven't uploaded, I haven't uploaded any episodes of the Sea Report to YouTube since about episode 80 something, right? Now we're all, we're over here on 150 now. So, you know, a few months ago, I uploaded some episodes of the Sea Report to YouTube. Everything was fine. And then I decided, hey, I'm going to upload, you know, the, the most recent three uh, episodes, uh, which were regarding Afghanistan. And that was last week. Uh, last week, we went hard on Afghanistan, guys. And of course, this conflict, this disaster is still in progress. OK, and I got some thoughts about that today as well. But um, for a fact, for a fact, uh, I thought. I don't think I can upload last Tuesday's episode because we did a watch party of President Trump on Sean Hannity's show over at, you know, Foehole, <laughs> Fox Hole, <laughs> whoa, Fox Hole, Fox, Foe, Foe, Fox News is Foe News, right? So we did, uh, I was going to, I was thinking about uploading that episode, but I thought for sure you know, um, YouTube would smite me with a copyright infringement or something because Fox News tends to be that way when you're, uh, you know, airing or replaying any of their content. So, you know, I kind of stopped there. I didn't upload last Tuesday's episode and I'm glad I didn't, you know, because I'm sure they would have gotten me with a content strike, a copyright strike. Well, today, you know, when I'm uploading uh, the new normal uh, watch party that we did here on uh, the Foxhole.app, you know, some of you guys who are hanging out in the chat today were there when we watched the new normal, riveting, a riveting documentary that's already been banned all around, right, ladies and gentlemen? Um, uh, come to find out that YouTube has given me a copyright strike 
from a video I have uploaded probably like more than a year ago. You know what they do? Do you know what they copyright struck me on? They copyright struck me on Ricky Gervais's uh, Golden Globe speech. <laughs> What the hell? Like, uh, how many YouTube channels do you think I could go and attend and see the same Ricky Gervais scalding uh, roast of all of the pedophiles in Hollywood? Then, uh, you know, I mean, I've had that on my channel over there at YouTube for eons of time it feels like you know damn right near no more than a year after than it came out and now some some moron named Jaden Valentino Jaden Valen, Valentine has claimed a copyright on that video and I would like to know Jaden Valentine do you own the rights to the Golden Globes and whatever you know uh whatever um uh, station broadcasts it? I don't think so, Jaden Valentine. Uh, but the name Jaden makes me think, you know, Jaden, like Jaden X, you know, you know, like one loser who was, uh, you know, thrown in jail and had his money stripped away from him for uh, broadcasting the uh, broadcasting the uh, Capitol, uh, January 6th Capitol Day false flag riots. Yeah, it's probably not the same guy. But, you know, after a while, you tend to learn that a lot of these people run in the same circle. Like all of them, their names are Jay, Jay, Jaden, you know, you know, even even the even the uh, the subjugated, planted um, um, uh, human trafficked people, they're all named Jay. Uh, you guys might wonder what I mean by that, but I'd have to say you'll have to read the book on that one. And it's not just to uh, bring me any kind of fortune. It's because, guys, I can't talk about that kind of stuff here. Now, let's see what is going on in the chat rooms, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into today's report. Uh, looks like we got, well, Pilled by the Rabbit has been dropping in. Thank you, Pilled by the Rabbit. He gives me the red pill, blue pill count prior to uh, the show start because uh, uh, them blue pills, you know, it's like, uh, I mean, really what it boils down to, someone just does not like my face or they're just uh, bitter. <laughs> when you boil down to it oh man if you guys were in my discord uh you know probably more than a week to two weeks ago you guys would have known all the tea on that guys and i don't get petty like that but we'll leave that there thank you pill by the rabbit uh for those updates as well and uh looks like we also have just be in the house my darling how are you doing today just be hope you're having a great thursday day tripper day tripper who drops uh, some uh, pretty pretty snazzy songs, as well as uh, other information in the Discord. How you doing, my friend? Glad to have you with us on the show today. Seize the day, 9-11. How's it going, my friend? Tam Growl. Hello, Angel. How are you doing tonight? And Anka Banka is also in the house. Good evening, Anka. How are you this evening, my sweet? And Just V, thank you so much for the shades, for the news today. We're going to give you some news today, guys. I mean, you know, we're going to give you some news. We got some news today. It's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very, very uh, interesting uh, ride that we'll take today. Uh, some, some, good, some good stuff for the friends out there. Some good stuff to instill more of that spirit of hope and confidence in what we're doing for sure, ladies and gentlemen. And then we'll talk a little bit about, you know, COVID and, and uh, what we're facing throughout the nation. We'll, we'll, we'll give you guys a few stories about COVID-19 because after all, it is still ever present 
it is still ever present. And, uh, you know, you guys dropped me some really great links in the chat, you know, um, and, and, and uh, there are still some stories that I will be developing as we go on, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I get links about uh, COVID information. People have information about that. Uh, uh, most recently, someone sent me some information about water wars that are, I mean, and I've heard about these things. I know of, I've known about some of these things, but really getting down to the brass and tax about what we may be facing. And I'm sure this has to do with Agenda 2030, of course, right? I'm sure it has to do with that. But man, guys, like uh, these these uh, these people who are trying to take over the world and hold us in a vice grip, uh, you know, um, they are they're really moving on it, guys. And uh, there's a lot of information that's still not coming out that needs to. And again, like when we're talking about uh, documentaries like The New Normal, it really puts uh, a, another not a new perspective, but it it definitely refreshes the perspective on things like we will have a new world order and we will. And we will be successful. Right, right, right. Right, Daddy Bush, you old pedophile, treasonous bastard, you. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. But again, you know, we will continue on our fight steadfast, you know, in spirit, in heart, and in body, you know, against, uh, you know, these, uh, these, these abominations against liberty, freedom, and the human spirit. That is our will to live and who we are as a people. We'll continue, guys. We will continue. It's not going to stop here. W.C. Cranop gifts a cookie. Just out of $300 plus at Club Costco, 95% masked Mino. Well, good for you, WC. I'm glad that you are still standing against these, uh, these, these frivolous and arbitrary mask mandates. And, and I would ask every, every member of this community, everyone who is present, regardless of whether or not it's a law or it's enforced, you know, that you all just do not don your masks. You know, we're not going to wear our, we're not going to take the vax, the vaccine. We're not going to wear our masks. Like we are it people. We are the, we are the last shining light of the world. The people, the light of the maskless, ladies and gentlemen, the light of the maskless. I cannot stress to you all enough. We are the last hope. We are the light. We are the ones holding the door open. We are the ones who are giving strength to those who are on the fence or who are not sure or who do not know how to stand up for themselves. And we have to be that example, ladies and gentlemen. You know, uh, you know, when, when we start talking about, uh, you know, the masks and, uh, you know, and the fight that we are bringing against the globalists and all these people who would subject us to all of this tyrannical rule, you know, uh, and, and you mix that in with, you know, uh, some somewhat esoteric things like the spirit, you know, the vibrational capacity, you know, and, and stuff like that. Like uh, I, I had someone close to me who recently uh, was, was giving me a drop on uh, coronal mass ejections heading towards the world, thereby, you know, uh, enriching and enforcing the power, the spirit, the vibration of us, etc. right? And all they could say is, all they could say is, uh, let us use this moment to pray that people see through the masks and no longer wear them. And I'm like, dude, you're like months behind. Like we need people to wake up right 
now. We need to pray for their discernment. We need people to, we need to pay for people's discernment and their ability to, to stand up against what they know in their heart and their soul and their spirits to be a total betrayal of what it means to be human and to be free and to have, you know, liberation. That's what we need to pray for. That's what we need to be seeking. We need to pray for other people, the sheeple, the sleep people, their discernment, their awakening, you know, for them to have ears that hear and eyes that see and a brain that comprehends and understands, you know, to have to have a heart that cares about the stuff that is going on here, you know, so that, that they too can join us in doing their own due diligence to find the accurate knowledge that will lead them will lead them to a place where they can fend for themselves, where they even have the spirit to fend for themselves and not to not to 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 give away their responsibility for their own lives and existence, not to show disrespect for for what has been given to us, the gift of life and the gift of, of free will. You know, that's what we need to be praying for right now. That's what we need to be seeing. You know, the mask issue is kind of moot. Even though, even though, you know, the CDC, the Lord of Lords here has declared that we need it again and everyone else followed suit. You know, the, the masks are so moot. The masks are so moot, mute even, mute even when we're talking about forced inoculations and stuff like that. And, you know, I love you guys as spirit. I love y'all spirit out there because, you know, like I said, like I said, you know, uh, <laughs> Oh, we still got what? We still got our Second Amendment here, you know, so they ain't going to be taking that away from us anytime soon. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, they can't. There's no way the legislature can move on anything like that. I'm surprised the legislature can move on anything at all, considering what's going on in Afghanistan right now, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I'll touch on that in just a bit and then we'll move on. We'll move on. But uh, but good job, WC. And I'm glad out there. And, uh, you know, isn't Costco or owned by the Waltons? <laughs> Stop shopping at Costco. Uh, you know, I'm serious about my boycotts, guys. Do you know how long it's been since I've gone to Starbucks? Now, let me tell you what, guys. I am not a soy boy, little, 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 you know, pansy panty boy. You know, if I went to Starbucks, it was get, it was to get an Americano. That is espresso and water, ladies and gentlemen. Espresso and water. Hold the milk and sugar. I don't need that crap. You know, I didn't I didn't get any of that frou-frou stuff. But what I'm trying to say, the point I'm trying to illustrate here is that Starbucks is a five-minute walk from my place, okay? Now, I walk 15 minutes out of my way to go to a local-owned coffee shop to get my Americanos when I do now, okay? It's very inconvenient, but I'm serious about my boycotts, okay? I don't shop at Walmart either. Anyways, okay... <laughs> Anyways, I mean, what a, it's, I mean, that's nothing, right? That's like uh, first world problems, right? That's like not Afghanistan problems. Anyways, okay, what else is going on in the chat room today before I get all into it? Where are we at now? Wait, you guys are talking pretty fast here today, guys. Let, let me uh, try and find where I am. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, Narco Hampong TV. Good evening, my friend, 100%. Glad to have you in the audience today. Love it, love it, love it. Um, and uh, 30 minute to house may drop on way. I don't know what that means, WC, but welcome, welcome. Uh, let's see, uh, actually 400 plus dollars. I stocked up just in case. Always good to do that, WC. 
and never let it be said that we shouldn't be prepared. Absolutely 100%. Now, guys, I'm not 100% prepared for anything, but you know, for those of you who are and who do, I'm, I, I, you know, it's good to know. It's good to know. Y'all should be. Everyone should be. You know, I should listen to my own advice and your advice, but I don't. One, two, three, SKG. Good evening, friend. Welcome back. Our cloaked unseen. How is it going, sir? Um, let's see. Gifting a cookie. Thank you so much. Says Angels, Michael, Raphael. Wait, 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 wait. Where to go? Where to go? Where to go? Okay. I want to hear what this has to say. Uh, angels, Michael, Raphael, Mother Mary, now surround you with white light, reinforcing your armor of God. Thank you for that. Uh, are cloaked and seen. And uh, I love the visual, surround you with white light. That is exactly what I do in those moments of despair um, in lieu of other things. And uh, I'm glad you understand that. One, two, three, SKG, thank you for gifting the cookie as well. Pilled by the rabbit. Yeah, throwing a party for 150. I mean, like I said, we're, we're doing Clout Hub now at 150. Uh, and we'll see how that goes as we try and expand uh, the operations that we're doing here at the C Report, Mr. CTV. Oh, we call it Mr. CTV because we got the C Report. We have Lone Star News. Uh, we have uh, Mr. C in the Dark. Um, every now and then, you know, I might do a, I might do a straight up, no politics at all, uh, show that I call, well, hello, Mr. C. And, uh, sometimes we'll do gameplay also. That's what we do here at Mr. C TV. You know, I mean, you won't get met. <laughs> My face might monopolize the channel, uh, but that's just the way it goes. Tune in or tune out. It's up to you. <laughs> Tune in or tune out. It's up to you. Mr. C scratch ticket. Let me know when it's ready. Narco Hampone, come back in about two hours and scratch ticket will be ready. I promise you. Uh, smash the share button, family. Full support. You know, thank you, Narco Hampone. That's the other thing that I, I, I forget to mention, you guys. And and I appreciate and, and uh, you know, I have, I have nothing but gratitude for you all who um, extend gold pill gold pill donations over to, um, you know, the channel over here at the Foxhole app. Now, for those of you on the podcast or those of you over at Clout Hub or even Twitch, uh, I'm, I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about a, uh, a system of appreciation that viewers and audiences can give to content creators. It's called the gold pill system, and you can only find it over at the Foxhole.app, along with the best people an audience that you can ever imagine. I mean, we're talking about a community that can, I mean, they're second to none. Now they're third to none. They're, they're like 0 0.01 to none. Like you cannot find anyone else out there um, who are more patriotic, who love their country and who support one another than you can at the community, uh, at the Foxhole app. And I could, I could kind of, I could kind of gather, you know, like it, it's, it's a coveted place to be. You know, like, like, you know, I'm almost afraid of, of the Foxhole.app going public and, you know, because there could be like, there could be, there could be a mass onslaught of, of trolls and, and, and ne'er-do-wellers that, that jump into the fray that is this, uh, this most precious community. And, uh, it's a scary thing to do, but that's not to say, that's not to say that the, uh, that the community and the content creators both could not handle you trolls out there. Oh Yeah. We, we can wipe the floor with you guys any day of the week, but, but more importantly, we would rather, we would rather engage you guys who are trolls out there in, uh, in civic conversation. Uh, um, uh, although, you know, I might doubt the ability for a uh, reciprocal conversation. 
<laughs> but either way, that's the way it would be. Uh, Dem turns red. Welcome to the C chat. Says episode one thousand equals full on masquerade ball invite only five star meal. Um, 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 I'll do the cooking. Live reporting on the get together. Red carpets, etc. Dem turned red. You sayeth those words, but I'm a talking about. I will hold you to it. <laughs> now we don't need the red carpet. Uh, but I will let you do the cooking. <laughs> that will be a fun time. Uh, masquerade ball. Hmm. I'll have to think about that one. But I like, I like, uh, I like your, I like your uh, enthusiasm. Dim turned red. <laughs> Zero celebrity attendance with a uh, with one th wait with one thousand percent a one hundred percent zero celebrity um, attendance. Yeah, we don't we don't want the likes of Hollywood showing up. Uh, now, foxhole celebrities, I would not mind doing that. Uh, that would be fun. There's, you know, you guys know who you are out there. There are some foxhole celebrities. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Uh, Pill by the Rabbit. Today is National Toilet Paper Day. Was there a run on toilet paper today? Uh, and National Cherry Popsicle Day and Make Your Own Luck Day. Uh, I like the make your own luck day. I'll tell you what, uh, dropping in and doing a show here today. That's, that's me making my own luck. I'll stand by that. Uh, the cherry popsicles, uh, you know, are they, uh, are they, uh, are they laced or anything like that? Anyways. Okay. Awesome guys. Awesome. 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 Just, he says, Oh, talking with WC beans and rice had that yesterday. Uh, diversity hire. Welcome back. Uh, and gift in the can. Uh, love you, Mr. C no Chris Cuomo or Andrew or any other Cuomo for that matter. Right. <laughs> Who in you out as many, wait, Oh, wait, <laughs> Whoa, let me finish watching. Oh yeah. That's what I was saying. I, I meant to finish saying in addition to my appreciation for your gold pills, share the C report, you know, you know, share the C report, uh, you know, let people know that we exist here. We'll see how it goes over at Clout Hub and, you know, Twitch. I'm, I'm up to like 80 something subscribers. I'm like totally stoked. That's more subscribers than I've had on any platform. Well, actually, guys, Twitch has Foxhole Beat. Yeah, Twitch has 80 subscribers plus and we have around, I don't know, 50, almost 60 subscribers here at the Foxhole.app and Pill.net. But that's OK. You know why? Because over at pill.net and the foxhole.app, it's quality subscribers. You know what I mean? People who really want to be here. Um, I have a feeling that probably at least half of my uh, subscribers and or followers, I don't like to use the word followers, but I have a feeling that at least half of the subscribers over at uh, Twitch are just trolls that want to know when I'm going live to troll me. I mean, really. <laughs> really anyways but yeah share it share it guys and you know um we made this uh pretty pretty nifty discovery the other day if there happens to be a particular episode of the sea report that you quite enjoy uh if you feel like one day i might be on fire more than others or i'm dishing out more uh news and and uh, information that is important for people to know then if you go over to pill.net and go to my mr c uh, page over at pill.net you can actually click on that episode that, you know, so inspired you or moved you and you can share individual episodes by, uh, you know, copying the URL to that episode and, and you can do it per episode, you know, because a lot of people will share, you know, our, our channels at the foxhole.app, right? And, and maybe it's just one particular episode that they really want to share with people. 
Well, you can do that at pill.net. And so you go to pill.net and you go to the Mr. C channel, find that episode that moved you, copy and paste that URL code. And uh, and that's how you can share individual episodes. So uh, I think that's actually pretty relevant for a lot of us to know, uh, because that way, you know, that way uh, you can get your point across and you can also share the content of the creator uh, whom, whom, uh, whom you decided to do that with. So it's good information to have. Good information to have. Uh, now let's finish with diversity hires uh, comment with his uh, can donation. <laughs> okay, it says, "Love you, Mr. C. No, Chris Cuomo, horn you out as one of my faves. The people I refer to at Foxhole D Live is as. Thank you so much for that diversity hire. I appreciate you uh, and and all your efforts. Oh wait, wait, wait. D Live is asshole. You're right. D Live is asshole." Uh, diversity higher. That's why I don't stream there. Now I have a channel, uh, but the thing, the thing of it is like, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, guys. I, I really, really enjoy uh, the stickers as is what they called them. They're so fun, you know, but uh, incidentally, if you're over at pill.net, not only can you, you put down, you know, gifts and pictures and links, I'm pretty sure you could put down animated gifts like the stickers that they have over there at D live. I'm pretty sure the only trick is that you'd have to have it uploaded to your computer and stuff like that first. And, and that's a drag. It doesn't just appear to you automatically, magically out of air from the interwebs of whatever the server is at DLive. But they only, they only, they only archive your episode for three days. You know, like three days. That's like, that's so bad. Like, why would I waste my time over there when they only hold my stuff for three days? Now, I, I'm not sure, but I think Cloud Hub might be an indef indefinite storage of, uh, you know, live streams and videos. And that works for me, ladies and gentlemen, because I needed to stay there and pleasantly awaiting anyone who might happen to stumble upon my account uh, and, and et cetera. But anyhow... Awesome, guys. You guys are on fire tonight. YouTube is absolute garbage. I agree with you there, Narco Hampone. It is. Seize the day. 9-11 uh, also agrees. YouTube is asshole. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, oh, you just V Jaden, right? Jaden Valentine went and, uh, called a copyright strike against my, my freaking video from like a year ago of, of Ricky Gervais. Uh, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Belushi, good to have you in the chat today, sir. Love you as well. And thank you for the cookie donation. Uh, Joey for Trump is working and lurking. Don't work too hard, hon. Don't work too hard over there where you're at and Godspeed and God bless. <laughs> just me says she gave me ted pills anyway <laughs> red red not ted yeah i know what you're talking about i know what you're talking about um let's see pill by the road says we won't need discord if we have this new feature and pilled right ladies and gentlemen i bet you they're i bet you they're working on some stuff behind the scenes for this community that will be unlike any other platform can you imagine if you get a platform like d live or trovo and you integrate that with a platform like discord you know like they're gonna be balls to the walls kicking it out of everyone's face once they do that so yep just v says water wars in canada or is it canada or california california probably is what you meant yeah yeah it's it's uh it's starting ladies and gentlemen and uh i'm starting to snoop around into that right now thanks to one of our viewers out there who passed some information along to me so i'm not, you know when you guys send me information uh when you guys send me um 
links and stuff like that. Uh, I, I definitely try and look into it and, uh, and, uh, and, you know, expand my, uh, expand my purview based on what y'all are sharing with me. Uh, you know, now like, uh, was a couple of episodes, a lot of you guys threw in some, uh, um, a lot, <laughs> what is that guy's name again? Tom something or other Tom McFarland, right? Is that the guy? <laughs> Like a lot of you got Tom McDonald. I'm sorry, not McFarland. A lot of you guys threw in a lot of Tom McDonald links uh, the other night. Like it's probably like two or three shows ago uh, when we were t- we were just chatting about him before the show started. And uh, I was like, wow. I was like, a lot of you guys really, uh, you know, there's a, a mixed opinion in the community about Tom McDonald. Um, but a lot of you guys do seem to like him. So I was like, maybe uh, maybe we'll have like a, a breakdown of him sometime. I'm not sure too yet, though. I'm not too sure. Uh, about that so we'll see we'll see uh I'll, I'll get with some of uh i'll get with some of my co-conspirators and see who would like to jump in on that one if we do it um he's got a lot of music i was very surprised i don't know a lot about the man but i've been recently introduced to him and uh, he's got a lot of stuff said and thank you again for the cookie a second cookie for mr belushi well said uh thank you sir thank you sir uh dem turns red says hell yes we should already have assigned roles and assignments to our movements we should be on the offensive in my opinion and guys i think that's where we need to go um there's enough of us out there who are speaking there's enough of us out there who are no and like i said right now we're in a point in history we're at a point in our history you know where where there are there are more American people and patriots awake now than there have ever been in the history of these United States of America. There are more people awake now than have ever been awake. And not just awake to something's gone wrong with the country, but awake to the details, awake to the information that used to be need to know or just forbidden. And, and along with that, there are enough Americans and patriots who are not only awake, but who are doing something and are effective, okay? They are effective. And that says something. So right now, there are enough of us to be on the offense. Like, we really need to take it to... Uh, one of you guys dropped a... Um, one of you guys dropped a link in my chat the other day. And uh, I checked it out, and it really struck me, y'all. Like, it struck me something fierce. It struck me something fierce. Um, let me see. I think I might still have it here in my uh, pages somewhere. Let me see if I can open it up real quick so I can tell you what it's about. Um, and when I saw it, guys, when I saw it, I was just and and guys, I watched it. I think I think I watched it this morning actually, and um, I was like, dang, like that's it. We're done. You know, like it, it put that it put that feeling inside of me. I put that feeling inside of me, guys. And uh, and I haven't had that feeling in a long time. I haven't had that feeling in a long time. And, and that was regarding exactly what uh, Dem Turns Red says, where we need to get, we need to get on the offense. Like we need to be out there. And, and again, like I said about that person that was saying praying for discernment about masks, you know, yeah, that too, but pray pray that the people wake up pray that they see you know pray that this whole debacle in in afghanistan with with their current you know uh, joke in chief uh, uh wakes them up you know um and, and and you know when we're talking about the people who go to to the school board meetings and to the city council meetings and stuff like that pray that that reaches their hearts you know and and pray that that gives them the encouragement and 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 the fortification to do it themselves to stand up for themselves that's why i said guys in this community 
We are the light of the world. We are the ones who will give strength to the others if only we act in part. If only we, we, we as a community do our due diligence and, and you know, have the integrity to stand up and and say and do something because right now you know people people call the foxhole app an echo chamber well let me tell you what like this is this is like a reju rejuvenation chamber to me guys it's it's a chamber it's it's a place for us to rejuvenate our spirits and it is a place for us to like to like to like you know find our strength as well we find our strength within our community and we find our strength to go out into the world, into the public, onto the streets, because we know that we have each other to back us up by our own examples, ladies and gentlemen. So that's what I'm saying, you know, and we can go out there and we can we can also be that example for those people or who are too afraid or don't know how to do it themselves, you know, or, or don't even know and don't even see. But but then they see, hey, someone else is doing it. Someone else is saying something. Like, that's what we are for each other, is what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. So anyways, like I was saying, uh, um, um, uh, one of the friends dropped um, a link in the chat, and uh, it went to um, the Cult of Medics, ladies and gentlemen. I know some of you guys have heard about this out there, cultofmedics.com. And I'm super interested in seeing this, uh, you know, this documentary. It's a documentary series, apparently, about six episodes that's coming out, uh, uh, wherein, you know, they describe and they, uh, they, they, they illustrate uh, the connection between what we're seeing today in the medical field. And, and again, going back even to the new normal, where we're talking about, oh, well, where did the Illuminati go? Where did the New World Order go? Oh, oh, they've been right here under the Great Reset the entire time. You know, they just, they change hats and players, but this is the same, this is the same construct that they're putting us in. You know, so that's going to go, I cannot wait to see that. Uh, the first episode supposed to air on September 1st, just in time for my birthday. Um, but you know, um, that when I saw the, the pre for that guys, I was like, holy crap. I was like, man, that, that moved me in a way I, and that's when I was like, this is it guys. Like we, I should, I should be out on the streets marching right now. <laughs> I should be on the corner with my sign, you know, <laughs> like that's where I should be right now. Um, and, and talking to people and, and really pushing it. Like, like, I feel like I'd be one of those sandwich board guys out there, <laughs> you know, uh, saying what I have to say, but we're it's at, we're at that time right now, ladies and gentlemen, this is the pinnacle. Like, you know, I used to say these things to my mama and my family all the time. You know, it's like, we're here. It's it. No, but we're here. It's literally it, guys. This is literally it. Um, I mean, they, you see Australia. You see Australia. You see what they're doing to all of them, right? Um, it's crazy, guys. It's crazy. Okay, let me see what else is going on here in the chat before we... You guys are moving it, guys. Um, well done, sir. I'm boycotting Delta and it sucks. Uh, first, uh, works pro, you know, yeah. First world, yeah. First world problems, right, dude, Belushi. That's what I'm talking about. You know, um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm boycotting Delta also. Uh, that's only because I usually fly Southwest, but, uh, we'll, we'll talk about a story today at the end of the episode, when we get to the COVID conundrum, um, uh, uh, about something that I will be boycotting and, uh, man, guys, it's, it's hard. It's hard. 
uh, for some some things, you know, like, but uh, we'll we'll figure it out in the end. Uh, actually, it's a no brainer for me in regards to the COVID stories I'm going to give you guys at the end of the show today. It's a no brainer for me, uh, but uh, it's just uh, sharing that with the rest of my uh, close ones about it. Um, and we'll see how that goes. But I know what you mean. I feel you there, Belushi. I feel you there. Um, let's see here. Uh, 17 Angels bringing us 17 blessings. Good evening and welcome. Oh, yeah. No, I just, you know, I, I go to a local now to get my uh, my espresso fix. Uh, let's see. The only two big stores I do is Natural Grocers and Barnes and Noble. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know anything about uh, Barnes and Nobles. I, I, I don't know if they're I mean, obviously, you know, they're all I have. I have a bigger problem with the the New York Times bestseller list since, you know, everyone on there paid to get on there like their publicists, you know, provide, you know, that's the whole thing about the publishing industry. It's such a it's a, such a sham farce. You know, it's such a sham as well as a great way to launder money. Um, I have absolutely no respect and I can't wait till they're all taken down and put in jail. Smee17 says, uh, good evening, Mr. C. Have a cookie on Smee's. Well, thank you, Smee's. I appreciate the gold pill and Bruce Banner. Hey, what's up, dude? Welcome in. Sorry if I'm a little bit behind. I'm about, wow, almost 20 minutes behind on that reply. Sorry, guys. I keep, uh, I keep going off. Sorry. And Belushi, is this live? Hey, Belushi, sir. You're like 20 minutes later, Mr. C responds to me. <laughs> No, actually, um, I have not been reading. Uh, I have not been doing a chat recap, as I'm sure some of you may have noticed. Uh, we're evolving here at the Sea Report. You know, I'm getting a little bit better at the job that I do. So um, I'm engaging you guys throughout. Uh, you know, it just took me a minute to how to figure it out. So <laughs> it's just a 20 minute later, guys. It's 20 minutes later. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm five star. Oh, he's a five star chef. Says chef says uh dem turned red oh my goodness are you in texas by any chance dem turned red because dang come on over come on over <laughs> oh my goodness uh pill by the rabbit just so you know my girlfriend and i were listening and she just left to grab cherry popsicles huh some influence happening there um let's see uh mr c my cousin on the adam side made her account awesome uh you know pilled by the rabbit has been actively uh recruiting to the foxhole.app and pill.net bring in some family on over if you guys ever see a uh, pilled jessica uh give 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 her uh our regards here at the c chat and uh pilled by the rabbit as well Pilled, and there he goes if you're over at pilled you can see an illustration of his newest friend cousin it coming in here uh, let's see. Diversity Hire says, not sure how he does it, but Axe Truth has his videos where you can download them. Uh, if that, this one I call, wait, uh, I foe that to the ones I call into. Forward that. Oh, okay, cool. It, does he drop links like over in the foxhole.app? I could, I could try and drop links over. Um, I used to I used to try and drop the uh, links to all of my articles in Discord. That's a lot of work, you know. That's a lot of work um, when you when it takes you a few hours to get your story together to begin with. Um, but you know, um, you know, if ever, anyone ever wants a link to a story, I can definitely try and get it to you. I save the links at least on my end. Um, but yes, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's the link. It's the links to the stories that I report on, obviously, right? Like, you know, otherwise I would just say go to the Gateway Pundit, go to the Epoch Times, go to Just the News, go to Breitbart, 
you know, go to the national file, go to the Western journal. That's where I get my stories from. I don't, I, I wouldn't have to drop them all that way, but uh, you know, I curate my news. I don't just give it all to you at one time. So let's see here. What else is in the channels? Uh, let's see. First time viewing great show and energy. Definitely got a new fan here. Hey, awesome. Dem turns. We have not even gotten into the news report yet. Dem turns red. Like we have not even gotten there. Hey, tombstone. Welcome in. We're just chatting with the friends before we get started on today's report. Um, let's see here. Uh, Day Tripper says, yep, load up your favorite episode after it goes a little right click on it and save the video. Oh, hey, cool. So I think uh, Day Tripper just gave us a clue there. Sounds good. Sean Joe, thank you again for the cookie. Um, let's see here. What else we got going on? Because uh, the hour is getting late. I'm going to have to start getting into this report before we get into the thick of things. I appreciate your love, guys. Hey, Slight Park 2020. Good to see you in the chats today. Um, look at Tom McDonald's new drop brainwashed. Oh, have I seen that yet? One, two, three SKG. I'm not sure. I might've seen it. Like I have, I have a pretty uh, shoddy memory. Uh, you guys probably would not believe that with all the reports I give you guys, but anyways, okay. So we'll do that. Maybe, 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 uh, let me get a hold of, of one of my co-conspirators and uh, I think he would be up for it. I don't see him in the audience today. I think he'd be up for it. But maybe we can do like a uh, Tom McDonald watch party or like video dissection or something like that. Because I know I know some of the friends don't like him out there because they feel like it's a it's a psyop. And uh, guys, I don't know enough about the man, nor have I seen enough of his work to say that for myself. You know, I, I just think that he's uh, extremely effective, uh, extremely effective, like uh, like you know, I, I really think he's extremely effective. Uh, I think he would be more of a psyop on all of the, you know, uh, the gangsta thug rappers out there in America today that are asleep. But that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong and I am totally fallible. So don't you guys worry about it. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit it if I am wrong. Uh, Jukani, welcome to the C-Chats and thank you for gifting the can. I appreciate you, my friend. Tam Grell, much love to you, sweetie. Thank you for saying that. And uh, Joyful June, welcome back. I love Herschel Walker. This is a great news for Georgia. Yes, we'll talk a little bit about Herschel today in the show. Don't get blackpilled at Mr. C, says just be sweetie. You don't got to worry about that. Now, if you guys remember that episode, it was a Monday, right? Where uh, Senate President Karen Fan was like, Kind of like, uh, well, you know, it's not up to us to move forward with, uh, you know, what happens with this audit. I was like, I probably gave out that energy of black pilledness. <laughs> but uh, yeah, most definitely. I will never be black pilled, guys. I have too much love for humanity and my country and you all to do that. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay, let's see here. Um, okay. I think, I think I can, I think I can jump off of the chats now guys. Cause it's, we're already approaching an hour. Uh, let's see here. Um, thank you. Blue rinse, blue rinse. Welcome. We love our international audience. Thank you for joining us, my friend and, uh, lurking till you sleep. Sweet dreams. I hope my, uh, my laugh and my, my, uh, <laughs> voice isn't too jarring. Right. Oh God, just V, you don't even know the half. Uh, just V says our whole world is a sham, man, guys, like on so many levels, whiskey blue. Good evening. Welcome into the chat. Sherry Pittsburgh. Let's say hi yet. Welcome. Welcome. Um, diversity higher. Thank you again. 213 gold pills. I appreciate you so much. And, uh, let's see here. Let's see here. I'm going to jump off the chats in just a sec. I just want to make sure 
I got you all. Yavaha, Yavapai Michael, welcome into the show, my friend. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So real quick. Um, well, no, no, no. Maybe we can do this first. We can do this first. I was going to say a few things about Afghanistan. Uh, I mean, of course, it's monopolizing everything right now. And I think that's just as it is intended to do naturally, naturally, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but, you know, let's go ahead. Oh, real quick. Joyful June says, uh, Mr. C, steer clear of the energy of black pilledness. Late, lady, my friend, let me tell you what. You know, I shine too bright. I vibrate too highly to ever succumb to a black pill notion. I will diffuse the black pill before anything else, ladies and gentlemen. I will give you, to my ability, a different perspective. And usually that revolves around, uh, you know, um, our, our integrity, our willpower, and hope and faith in ourselves and our country and our fellow man. Right, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're talking about here. We're not we're not here to get down in the dumps. We're not here to get angry. You know, I mean, we will get angry, of course, naturally. Like, like you know, righteous indignation is a thing, right? We will get angry, you know, but, but we don't need to stick on the anger. What we need to do is turn that anger into action, into motivation, and and, and motivation more importantly. To, to get things done, you know, to to right the wrong, not not to get angry and to espouse angry words and angry emotions and angry feelings and angry vibes. What do, do, what good does anger do to any of us? Yes, we're going to get pissed off. Yes, we're angry about the way the country is going. Yes, we're upset, you know, and, and yes, we're hurt. And we we are we are beyond, you know, you DC is beyond reproach right now for what's going on in Afghanistan, you know, uh, but that's not what we're here for. We are here to move, you know, we are here to move and to continue pressing forward. Otherwise, why bother? Right. Why bother? All right, ladies. Oh, I was going to present this to you guys first. Let's go here first. Okay. Let's go here first. We will talk about uh, President Trump. Uh, of course, he leads at the Sea Report and uh, he had two statements today. He had two statements today, and uh, like I said, Afghanistan is um, Afghanistan is definitely monopolizing everything, including President Trump's statements. But he did have a couple of statements, and then we'll talk a little bit briefly about Afghanistan before we get into the rest of our report. Now, the first uh, the first statement from President Trump says the leftist select committee has further exposed itself as partisan sham and waste of taxpayer dollars with a request that's timed to distract Americans from historic and global catastrophes brought on by the failures of Joe Biden and the Democrats. Unfortunately, this partisan exercise is being performed at the expense of longstanding legal principles of privilege. Executive privilege will be defended not just on behalf of my administration and the patriots who worked beside me, but on behalf of the office of the president of the United States and the future of our nation. These Democrats have only tried, have only one tired trick, political theater, and their latest request only reinforces that pathetic reality. Okay. So um, here we go. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's speaking in reference to the uh, Green New Deal, Marxist, socialist, communist uh, infrastructure lacking package that they're trying to pass over there. So when we're talking about Afghanistan again and the many distractions that it is providing for us, again, 
you know, that's, that's, what, that's like why I said, how can legislature even focus on an infrastructure package when we have the catastrophe that is happening over there in Afghanistan at this moment, right? How could they even focus on that, right? Videos of uh, Nancy Piglosi, you know, fooling around at the mic and not even acknowledging the death of, uh, you know, our servicemen here over in Afghanistan, right? Um, and next statement from President Trump um, acknowledges just that. He says, Melania and I send our deepest condolences to the families of our brilliant and brave service members whose duty to the United States of America meant so much to them. Our thoughts are also with the families of the innocent civilians who died today in the savage Kabul attack. This tragedy should never have been allowed to happen, which makes our grief even deeper and more difficult to understand, right? You know, and, and with that, you know, our hearts and our prayers go out to the family members of those American patriot soldiers, servicemen, Marines even also, you know, who lost their life needlessly in Afghanistan in the wake of this, um, this total botched uh, um, fiasco that is happening in Afghanistan. And you guys have heard me talk about Afghanistan at length. I, I provided you all with another perspective, you know, never, you know, for not, not forgetting the history of that country going back 40 years hence, if not more, you know, about a divided country with a divided land that has basically been, you know, has basically been the, the puppet, the, 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 uh, the, would it be a useful idiot? I don't know. Of the globalists and the deep states and and other other countries and other you know ruling bodies, you know. And then we have this tragedy that strikes in in that country, and, and that's only to add to further chaos of the entire situation that is going on over there. And you know, not only do globalists but also Satanists, students of chaos. You know, they will use the chaos to spin the narratives that they need to fortify whatever place they think they still maintain within this world and definitely towards this country. Because they, they are on a mark, ladies and gentlemen, where they are about to lose. And if we indeed go on the offense, they have no hope coming for them. OK, because these are these are the marks of them you know, trying and striving to maintain their place in power. But, you know, you, we saw, we saw, you know, exactly, uh, you know, Joe Biden's address of this tragedy, right? And interestingly, interesting enough, the entire, what, uh, the entire, um, um, the entire, uh, um, the entire, like the CIAs and all those people, like they, oh, they already know exactly who it was that struck. And I told you guys, um, intelligence, um, um, intelligence community, I told you guys, you know, if we're going to be worrying about, if we're going to be worrying about them bringing all of these refugees over to America and already they already have what a hundred plus of them on, you know, FBI terrorist watch list and stuff like that. Some of them associate it with ISIS. I already told you guys, we don't got to worry about the Taliban. All right. We got to worry about the ISIS people and the ISIL people and, and the other globalist backed CIA, you know, um, um, origin originating, um, groups, you know, now Taliban, don't get me wrong, terrorists, Sharia law, all that stuff. Right. I've said the same thing from day one. Okay. 
I've said the same thing from day one. Okay, you know, they're not heroes. They're not good guys, you know, uh, but but President Trump made a deal with them for a reason. Now, Biden's trying to blame this on Trump. Of course, they're all trying to blame this on Trump. Right. And and they're like, well, don't forget. Don't forget, President Trump made a deal with them. And now look at what happened. Oh, but our intelligence community somehow already has the 411. They already have the information that it was ISIS who attacked, not the Taliban. Okay. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Taliban are not killing off people in Afghanistan. I'm not going to sit here and say that they're not going after, uh, you know, the allies of the United States in Afghanistan, Afghanis who helped us out. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, that they're not uh, forcing women into Sharia law because I don't know. Okay. Uh, What I do know is that the Taliban has said one thing and the news has reported multiple stories based on what they have said. Okay. And if you look at the way that the media works, ladies and gentlemen, and we know how they work, we have examined, we have studied, we have dissected, and we have bore witness ourselves to how the mainstream, lamestream, legacy, fake news media works. Okay. And basically the story that they spin is a hundred percent the opposite direction of where they are trying to get us to go. Okay. So, so with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, with that in mind, you know, one has to wonder, you know, what is really going on here? And after seeing President um, select Biden's, uh, you know, his, his weak and pathetic, you know, um, press conference today, which amounted to about 28 minutes of sniveling and quivering and BS, you know, and, and also lies of omission among other things, you know, um, all I can say is, all I can say is this is entirely orchestrated entirely orchestrated. And I had to put a little bit more thought in it today because we keep saying that Afghanistan is a distraction. You know, and I'm saying Afghanistan is a distraction against what? Oh, against uh, the audits, against the infrastructure package. Okay. Uh, and also to, to, to get Biden out of office. Like this is his grand exit, guys. This is the third act for Joe Biden, right? This is his third act. You know, after the deaths of Americans in Afghanistan, he is going to have to resign or be impeached. There's no way he can get around it. And he has already talked about it himself. He's already said, you know, I'm going to have to find a new job after this. Can I go work for the Women's uh, Basketball you know, Association or whatever, the WNBA? You know, or, or you know, Kamala is next to come up. And he's already given us that foreshadowing from the jump in his career as president-select. Okay. But, but, you know, another thought that crossed my mind when we're talking about the audits and we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about them today. Of course, obviously we got Bronovich on the screen there, uh, in our header, you know, um, an idea crossed my mind that perhaps, perhaps the deep state's trying to, you know, they're trying to do a pull a fast one on us. You know what I mean? They're trying to do a sleight of hand wherein they get president select Biden out because of this, because he was already going to be out anyways. They already had plans to get Kamala in, et cetera, whatever. But, but what if with this entire uh, election audit thing, because it's coming out, right? It's coming out. Uh, they're going to try and play a game like, uh, well, we can't reinstate president Trump because Biden's not even in office anymore. Well, I mean, if anything, it should prove that both, you know, Biden and Kamala should be out is another perspective that I take. 
But, you know, I could just imagine all of the sheeple, dem, liberal, you know, sucky ass uh, socialists and Marxists out there saying, you know, it doesn't matter anymore. We don't have to focus. uh, We don't have to focus on uh, the election audits or election integrity anymore because, you know, uh, Biden's not even in office anymore. Like that's the oldest trick in the book that they used to play, you know, especially when we're talking about uh, uh, holding past presidents accountable for their actions. You know, after eight years, which is almost a decade, and we're so jaded and tired, uh, when the next president comes in, we're not going to hold the last president accountable because, well, I mean, he's not in office anyways anymore. So what does it matter? Right? Like, that's the oldest line that they've always used to play on us, guys. When we try to hold Bush accountable, when we try to hold Obama accountable, the, 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 the mass conscious, you know, the main consensus was, well, they're not in office anymore anyways. So why bother? Right. I, I could so see that kind of uh, dialogue playing out. But, you know, um, I don't know, in regards to the Taliban and and what's going on over there, because, again, guys, you know, I, I'm aware of their history. You know, we, we have stories of them already uh, killing gay people over there, you know, and and I don't know what to think. You know, I don't know what to think. I don't care. You know, like if you. <sighs> And I don't say I don't care to be heartless. What I say I don't care is because uh, Afghanistan is not the only place that has Sharia law. Like there are other countries in this world that still function and operate under Sharia law. So why are we not complaining about those countries? Why are we not going over there with our human rights, piddly diddly, uh, you know, fake news, you know, legacy media crap and talking about the other countries in this world that are under Sharia law? Why are we using Sharia law, which is, I mean, terrible guys. I, I mean, you guys know, I know, you know, I'm speaking genuinely from my heart. You know, why, why would we, why would we, now prop up this defense of Sharia law, right? Because that seems to be the only way that we can really formulate an opinion that coincides with the narrative that the fake news legacy media is trying to force on us, okay? They want Biden out, something else is going on there, you know, and, um, you know, say, for example, the Taliban really have reformed, right? Like they say they have. Say, for example, they really have reformed, you know, say, for example, like I presented to you guys on last Monday, say, for example, Trump met with the Taliban because he recognized that after all of these decades of all of this fighting and division and cloak and dagger crap that happened in Afghanistan, they happened to be among the actual rightful you know, uh, people to to run that country, right? Because, you know, don't forget, Afghanistan, uh, you know, they came off of the Mujahideen in the 1970s, and then they were used in the 90s to, to take over the country, right? And they were aided by Pakistan, right? And the United States of America. And then we turned their backs on them because we claimed that Osama bin Laden was there. We claimed he was there. And my gut tells me Osama bin Laden was never there. And this is not the first time I've said this to you guys. It's not the first time I've said. I highly doubt Osama bin Laden was in Afghanistan when we claimed he was. He was probably off getting dialysis in Maryland or something like that or Virginia. You know, he probably was. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it, you know. And uh, I was going to I was going to share with you a video um, interview 
that recently came out of the Taliban. I don't know. I don't think I will. I think we're already kind of pressed for time. And I think I've already talked enough about Afghanistan. Uh, but, but in this video, you know, again, again, the spokespeople for the Taliban says they have no interest in coming after America. They only want to, to run their country. They have no interest in allowing terrorist groups and cells to work within their borders. Again, this is what they say. But again, we're being given a totally different story from the legacy news media. And unfortunately, all the independents, like the Gateway Pundit, are running away with it. Like, they're like, the Gateway Pundit is blowing up Afghanistan like they blew up the election audits. And thank God they did, because no one else was doing it but them. But, I mean, perspective, ladies and gentlemen, perspective. That's kind of what I'm talking about here. And, and anything that the uh, fake news, lamestream media goes with, I, I tend to look the other way. And I, I tend to see it uh, another way. And it just so happens that history is on that side. History is on the side based on what everything has happened in that country if you follow it. So I don't know. Again, ladies and gentlemen, like uh, Tam Grawl says, panic in D.C. Yeah, that's how this looks, my friend. They, start, they, they need this, guys. They need this to happen. They're trying to kick off another war. They're trying to kick off another big war, right? That's why this is happening. That's why this is happening. They, they are wanting the United Kingdom and they are wanting, uh, you know, Australia and other countries to go in there and declare war on the Taliban. That's what they want. That's what they want. And they want to embroil us all in it, right? And again, you're right. This is also uh, this is also a, uh, a distraction from what's going on with the vaccines, because uh, far too many of us are being far too effective, and far too many people out there are telling the truth about the real science of the matter, right? And and you know if they get us to go to war with Afghanistan, because United Kingdom is going to jump right in. They're all going to jump right in. They're going to expect America to do it too, because you know Biden gave his Biden gave his uh, his false promise. Biden gave his weak his weak defense. He said we're going to go after we're going to hunt you down. Said Biden as he clutched his book. Did you guys see Biden today? He had his head down when they were asking him a question. What president does that? Like he literally bowed his head on the podium. He bowed his head on the podium, looking so weak and feeble, so scared, so uncertain. The true picture is coming out now. And, and he held his book. Let me, let me, let me get a book. He, he held it like this, ladies and gentlemen. He held it like this. I don't know if you guys saw it or not. He, he was like this. He was like this. That's paper. Where's, I know I got a book down here somewhere. Come on, book. Like this. He was like this. He was like this answering the reporter. He was like, well, I told you President Trump made a deal with the Taliban, like clutching his book. What does that look like to people? You know, what does that look like? Feeble. He, he is in a place where he, he, he knows exactly what this is. This is him saying goodbye. This is his exit, ladies and gentlemen. This is Biden's exit. There's no way he can survive. There's no way he can survive. But they're going to try. He's going to he's going to go after the people. ISIS K. Right now we have a variant ISIS party. Right. We have a variant ISIS beat people like just like the Delta variant, the Lambda variant, the Zeta variant. Now we got K ISIS. OK. Right. 
So, so Biden's going to say that and do that. He's, he says, we're going to go after the people that did this. The United Kingdom is going to join up, right? And then China is going to be backing Afghanistan, right? There we go, war. Now, Russia has made the, the decision to not get involved in Afghanistan. Russia has made that decision not to get involved with Afghanistan, like recent, recent. They learned their lesson, says Putin. You know, so they're not going to get involved. Much to the chagrin of the globalists, I'm sure, right? I'm sure. Anyways, guys, definitely, definitely right now. I know I'm excited, uh, but but we have to maintain that positive purview. We have to. We have to. Faith and prayers, guys. Faith and prayers. Like, that is what is needed right now. And and not to succumb, not to succumb to, to the negative and 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 angry angry you know energies that are coming off of this they want us to be angry they want us to be scared they want us to be they just want us they want us to fight okay and that's why they that's why they spilled the blood of american servicemen right cuz cia isis you know cia al qaeda went into Afghanistan and went to the Kabul airport and they blew up, they detonated two. And now they're saying possibly a third bomb has gone off as of this evening. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let me get off of Afghanistan and, and maybe on Mr. C in the dark, I'll share with you guys that video of the Taliban again, reiterating their intentions in the country as you know, the new, uh, new overlords, rulers of the land. Um, let's get into a little bit more Trump news before we move on tonight. Trump news involving, you got it, one Sidney Powell and one Mr. Lynn Wood. Now, uh, the news came out as of yesterday that a federal judge in Michigan um, sanctioned Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood as well as seven other attorneys. Pardon me who represented the Trump campaign in a lawsuit challenging the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. Okay. So uh, this is a uh, United States district judge, Linda Parker over there in Michigan, who is an Obama appointee, as you might have guessed, um, referred the nine attorneys for investigation and possible disbarment or suspension by relevant state authorities. Oh, here I thought that Lynn Wood was already disbarred. Hmm. Anyways, uh, Parker also sanctioned the individuals to pay the court fees tied to the election lawsuit and to take legal education classes. Okay, so the persecution uh, and the tribulations of those who bleed America first never seems to cease. But fortunately, guys, this is the way I look at it. And, and I would give this regard to Sidney Powell and to Linwood also. Because, guys, Sidney Powell and Linwood would not be in the situation if this statement were not true. And I think you guys might recognize where this statement comes from. But we are never given more than we can handle, right? We are never given more than we can handle. We are never served more on our plate than we can eat. And for some of us, for a lot of us, including Sidney Powell and Linwood, that means we're pretty badass, right? Because we go through a lot and look at what these patriots have been going through since they decided to fight for America, since they decided to take a stand for the Constitution, you know, since they decided to put their neck on the line for us, 
they've been through so much. They are badass, ladies and gentlemen. But never forget, we're never given more than we can handle, right? We're never given more than we can handle, which means we're pretty damn strong people. You know, that means we're pretty damn strong. Now, the lawsuit, or, or sorry, the uh, the ruling by uh, this uh, judge, uh, Linda Parker, said, this lawsuit represents a historic and profound abuse of the judicial process. It's one thing to take on the charge of vindicating rights associated with an allegedly fraudulent election. It is another to take on the charge of deceiving a federal court and the American people into believing the rights were infringed without regard to whether any laws or rights were in fact violated. And I feel like this judge is projecting when you talk about the way that the mainstream media ran away with these lies and lied to the American public. Like she's totally like she is totally like inversing the truth. But I guess that's what Satanists do, right? The judge said that the attorneys involved failed to conduct the necessary due diligence to present allegations as truth, right? They're presenting allegations as truth, right? Just like uh, the media says that there was no such thing as fraud and they're still fighting it tooth and nail to this day. Um, uh, now, involved in this case, Rudy Giuliani was not one of the attorneys who was named in this, uh, in this, uh, this ruling, of course. Um, and he was not sanctioned along with Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell amongst the rest. Um, but, you know, his license to practice in New York and in Washington, D.C. were suspended. So, again, we're seeing the persecution of those who would dare to fight for their country. Now, uh, uh, this judge, this banana, 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 banana court judge, what is it called again? <laughs> Uh, what do you call it? Um, a banana Republic uh, judge Parker, she uh, concluded, and this case was never about fraud. It was about undermining the people's faith in our democracy and debasing the judicial process to do so. While there are many arenas, including print, television, and social media, where protestations, conjectures, and speculation may be advanced, such expressions are neither permitted nor welcomed in a court of law. If you're going to lie big, if you're going to lie, lie big and lie often, right? So this way, uh, judges can, uh, you know, they can uh, they can get a little bit of help there when they make their ruling. Now, I wonder what this judge is going to say when all of this information comes out and smack the kangaroo court. Thank you, Tam Growl. What was it calling it? Banana Republic. <laughs> this banana court. When this banana court rules, kangaroo court. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> I can always depend on you guys. Anyways, so um, uh, as I was saying, what is this judge going to say? How is this ruling going to go when everything, all the truth comes out about, uh, you know, about the election audits? Now, you know, like I said, you know, we're not going to get blackpilled here, but my hang up on this entire process is the mainstream fake news legacy media. Like, you know they're not going to push the story of, you know, the audit report coming out. You know they're not going to show it, guys. It's going to be up to us. It is going to be up to us to get that word out, guys, because CNN and Fox, they're not going to report this. MSDNC, pff, don't even think about it. Like, none of this is going to come out, you know. None of this is going to come out. And uh, there, therein lies the mass, therein lies the mass hypnosis, right? Something has got to give something. Some ball has got to drop on these, uh, these, these, these defilers of humanity, 
you know, uh, on these, these, um, you know, these, these destroyers of truth, you know, something has to give guys, and I don't know what it is, you know, I don't know what's going to drop, but, but they are, they are basically the main, you know, uh, blockage, you know, they are the main blockage to the rest of truth, like the rest of the truth. It's being blocked by the media. Like they are the ones that, I mean, you know, the, the lawmakers, the legislators, the presidents, all of them do what they do. But the gatekeeper here is the media. That's the thing, you know? So once the report drops in Arizona and the C report and the gateway pundit and, and, and Steve Bannon's war room all report on what is going on in Arizona and what the verdict is and the results, the media is, is the last thing it has to give, you know, um, there's something else I'll share with you guys on Mr. C in the dark about a news, a news uh, agency in Australia where something came out. Um, and some of you guys might've caught that story, but I wonder if that leak happened uh, to take down the media in Australia. And uh, you guys will have to tune in on Friday night to Mr. C in the dark. If you want to know what I'm talking about, it was pretty interesting, guys. Very interesting. But anyways, speaking of the election audits, let's talk about this man, the once sleeping bear of Arizona, Attorney General Mark Bronovich. All right. We've been uh, we've been waiting to see what this man was going to do. We didn't know what side he was going to take. All we know is he wants to run for the Senate. And, uh, you know, uh, and uh, what else? You know, he, he's shown his teeth, but he's never taken a bite. Um, so what was Branovich going to do? What was his move going to make? Was he going to be a globalist or was he going to be an American? What were you going to do, Branovich? Well, I am happy to say, um, you know, as, for as long as we've reported on the Maricopa County election audit since it started on day one here at the Sea Report that Branovich, well, he's dead with America. All right, Branovich. So uh, as you guys know, um, uh, uh, Senator Sonny Borelli, um, uh, initiated SB 1487, wherein he asked Attorney General Bronovich to conduct an investigation into whether or not uh, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors um, um, were to be held in contempt and held accountable for the subpoenas that they have ignored since December 14th, 2020. Now, how is it that liberal socialist scum, anti-American treasonous bastards can get away with uh, sitting on a subpoena for like almost a year? Oh, but yet when a conservative does it, oh, you got to turn that thing around in two to three weeks, right? Or be held accountable, you know? I don't know how they get away with it, but they do. Okay. And maybe it's because uh, we give them too much slack as patriots. Maybe it's because we have too much faith in human spirit. Maybe it's because we, we, uh, we, we hope for redemption, right? Uh, but we, we play the long game, ladies and gentlemen, and, and that's the game that they've been playing. So that's the game that we're going to play with them now, right? So now uh, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors has been instructed by Attorney General Mark Bronovich of Arizona to turn over the subpoenaed materials that were requested by the Arizona State Senate. Thank God, A.G. Bronovich, you have just improved your uh, likeliness of being elected in the Senate by a thousandfold. 
Now, from Attorney General Bronovich, it says Attorney General Bronovich announced that his office determined the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors is in violation of state law for failing to comply with the Arizona Senate's legislative subpoena related to the 2020 election audit. If the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors does not change course, the Attorney General's office will notify the Arizona Treasurer to withhold Maricopa County's state shared funds as required under law. Uh, he says, we are notifying the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors that it must fully comply with the Senate subpoena as required by law. Our courts have spoken. The rule of law must be followed. Today's decision stems from an SB 1487 complaint filed by Senator Sonny Borelli under uh, Arizona Resolution Number Number 41-194.01, which authorizes any legislator to request the Attorney General investigate a county or city alleged to be in violation of state law. On July 26, 2021, Arizona Senate President Karen Fan and Senator Warren Peterson issued a subpoena to Maricopa County Board of Supervisors related to the Senate's audit of the 2020 election. The senators requested six categories of items for production by August 2, 2021, including routers and network logs. Uh, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors objected to the request information and to date have not provided all of the subpoenaed materials. Moreover, in its response to the Attorney General's office, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors failed to explain why it is not required to comply with the legislative subpoena. Its only response was that the Arizona Senate is not currently in session. So Maricopa County Board of Supervisors could not be held in contempt. Oh, look at them. I guess their lawyers failed them. If the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors fails to resolve the violation within 30 days, the Attorney General's office, in accordance with state law, will notify the Arizona Treasurer to withhold state revenue from Maricopa County until the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors complies. More information on SB 1487 investigations can be found in the state legislature. Now, the Maricopa County Superior Court previously affirmed that the Senate has the power to issue legislative subpoenas related to election reform and has broad direction and discretion to determine what additional information is needed. When the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors refused to comply earlier this year, the court ruled the subpoenas did not violate the separation of powers principles and producing subpoenaed materials would not violate confidentiality. The majority of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors publicly welcomed that decision after it came out and chose not to appeal. The legal principles announced in that decision are no less persuasive or binding today. Attorney General Bronovich has consistently recognized the Senate's authority to conduct the audit and issue legislative subpoenas related to the 2020 election. In December 2020, the Attorney General's office wrote this amicus brief in support of the Senate's authority. So they thought they were going to pull a fast one over at the state Senate and they thought Bronovich was going to heal to their desires, but apparently not. 
Now, the Arizona audit of 2020 election is still underway. At this time, the attorney general's office has not received any official report related to the Senate's audit, but stands ready to review the official's findings and any information submitted after a final report is completed by the Senate. So, ladies and gentlemen, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors are now commanded, demanded that they turn over the subpoena materials. Now, what could this mean? I mean, this could possibly mean that we're not going to see a final report on the audit until after they have gone through the subpoenaed materials, ladies and gentlemen. You talk about a distraction. So, I mean, we, I mean, I, I can't say for sure, but what I can say right now is, you know, I mean, they have, you know, the Senate is reviewing the report that they have right now. They're reviewing it right now. But with this new information coming out and uh, this new evidence being turned over to the Senate for investigation, it is totally plausible to believe that uh, we may not see the, the report until sometime in September. Don't take my word for it. You know, don't take my word for it. But I'm just kind of I'm kind of looking at a trajectory, you know, like, uh, for example, uh, when we were supposed to have had the uh, Senate having that report in their hands last Friday, they didn't get it till like Monday or Tuesday. And that was because, uh, you know, the audit team received the images for the ballot envelopes so they could start making matches and seeing what was up with that. And that extended the investigation. So timing is everything, as Dave would say, and timing, you know, I mean, they're trying to buy themselves time, I'm sure, I'm sure, because they're going to have plenty of time behind bars, you know, Secretary of Snakes, Katie Hobbs, and, you know, who else helped to certify uh, to certify the elections and stuff like that in Arizona that were fraudulent. <clears throat> but at the same time, I guess they still have to find, you know, intent of, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, malignants and stuff like that. Now, with as much fraud as that is there out there, one cannot help but wonder how they couldn't see it. But you know they're going to come up with some lame excuse like that, right? You know they're going to come up with the same lame excuse. Like, can you prove intent, right? Well, look at what happened in all 50 states, intent. Now we got uh, one representative, Mark Fincham. I'm sure some of you guys have come to recognize his face and his name. Uh, Mark Fincham, Arizona representative, who is currently running for Secretary of State, guys. Secretary of State, Mark Fincham, not Secretary of Snakes, uh, Katie Hobbs, or Secretary of Snakes candidate. Uh, was that uh, one, uh, um, was it Michelle Eugenti Rita, or whatever her name was, the one that got booed off the stage? Yeah, she's running for, she's running for Secretary of State, because you know she's, she probably, you know, has those uh, scissor parties with uh, Katie Hobbs over there, and uh, you know they get they get sprinkled with uh, George Soros golden money, if you know what I mean, right? So, anyways, <clears throat> Mark Fincham had this in regards to say to the move made by Attorney General Mark Bronovich. I am pleased to see that the Arizona Attorney General has reinforced the rule of law and is compelling a lawless polit political subdivision to do what is promised to do on December 14, 2020. In fact, I'm of the opinion that the entire cost of the audit should be billed back to the county for the delays and legal hoops that the Senate has had to go through just to do its job. Now, I, would, I agree with uh, Mark Fincham up to a point. 
I, I don't necessarily think that the county should be billed for the audit because that would come out of taxpayers' pockets. I think that uh, the uh, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and Katie Hobbs and anyone else in her team that fought this should be um, should be um, sued and charged personally. Personally, I think that uh, the audit should be billed personally to Katie Hobbs and the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, not to the county itself, because, again, that's going to come out of the taxpayers pockets, you know. And I know people who say the people of Maricopa County care about the audit. And I know people who say that people don't care about the audit. You know what? Well, anyone who doesn't care about the audit or doesn't care to report on it, they should be billed personally too, right? Profit. Anyways, so yeah, like I said here, you know, um, I, I agree with Mark Fincham, but, but you know, uh, Bill, Bill Mark, the super board, supervisor board personally, they're the ones who deserve to pay this out of pocket after all not the people of Arizona. Now, according to the county and state estimates, the state of Arizona gives Maricopa County about $700 million a year, okay? So we're talking about the money that they're going to be withholding from the uh, the county based on the uh, violation of these subpoenas. Um, they, they will be missing out between 60 and $70 million is what's going to be held back from them if they do not move forward with these subpoenas. So it's looking like uh, they've got some pressure put on them. Now, if they choose not to, I, I mean, I'm sure the county will be uh, subjected with this deficit, right? But I, hopefully they're also going to be thrown in jail for this as well. Hopefully they're also going to be thrown in jail for violating state law, as has been found by A.G. Bronovich, whom I now have faith in. Thank you, A.G. Bronovich, for doing something and, uh, you know, giving us a little bit bite with that bark that you have. Now, another thing that has been brought to our attention by one representative, Mark Fincham, and don't forget, guys, he is a candidate for Secretary of State in Arizona. I would highly encourage any Arizonan to cast their vote for him as Secretary of State. Now, this guy's been on it from the jump, right? I mean, he even opposed, uh, you know, the electors that were chosen by the state during the 2020 election. You know, he was at ground zero on January 6th or thereabouts, you know, uh, to turn over the alternate, uh, the alternate candidates for electors um, for the state of Arizona. And then he got wrapped up into that entire debacle. They tried to sue him and call him an insurrectionist. They tried to strip him of his, uh, of his seat you know, but he fought that as well. So Mark Mark Fincham has been there for the people from the jump, not only of Arizona, but also for the people of the United States of America and is a good example of someone who truly serves the people and his country and constitution. A good example of integrity. Cannot tell you how much I would vote for Mark Fincham if I were in the state of Arizona. But now Mark Fincham drops another bomb on us. Now, in regards to the Secretary of States, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you may have heard me rail against the Secretary of Snakes, uh, otherwise known as the National Association of Secretary of States, an organization that is a, a nonprofit, right, that, uh, that may have its funding coming from individuals like George Soros. Now, I was doing some digging into the Secretaries of States not too long ago, and I did not bring you guys the report, but George Soros actually used to fund an organization that trained and taught 
the secretaries of state on how to act and how to be, you know, indoctrinating them with the money of George Soros so that in this way they would serve the purpose that he needs them to serve. And I'm sure that the National Association of Secretary of States is nonetheless different. National Association of Secretary of States, National Association of Governors, National Association of um, um, Election Board Committees. Like, right, George Soros knew where to go. He also went after the sheriffs also. He went after the infrastructure of election integrity and legal office in this country to do his will. That's what he did, okay? And the National Association of Secretary of States is the same. Now, according to a report from Mark Fincham, the National Secretary, uh, National Association of Secretary of States held their annual summer 2021 meeting. Okay, their annual summer meeting. And uh, this happened in uh, Iowa, if I'm not mistaken. Des Moines, Iowa is where the uh, NASS met this year. Okay, now you might recognize some of the uh, the uh, characters of the National Association of Secretary of States in attendance. In attendance, you might recognize uh, people like uh, Katie Hobbs or uh, Jocelyn Benson of uh, Michigan, right? We know Jocelyn Benson, all right. That one snake up there in Michigan has been has been a uh, has been a thorn in the side of liberty and election integrity from day one. You guys might recognize the massive Secretary of Snakes failure, Brad Raffensperger of Georgia also in attendance at this meeting. Let's not forget the newly crowned queen of, uh, of um, election integrity uh, bypassing and uh, totally ignoring her constituency, Jenna Griswold of Colorado. I'm sure even uh, Veronica de Graffenreid, you know, the mass decertifier of Pennsylvania, Secretary of Snakes was also in attendance, although she's never going to be confirmed after all of the stunts that she has pulled. Uh, but yes, they they went ahead and they met in Iowa this uh, past few about a week within the last week or so. And the big whoop over here is that uh, they were voting on and making motions on how to prevent an election audit such as has occurred in Maricopa County at this meeting. Right? They were meeting to 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 decide whether or not that they would be able to uh, come to a consensus as secretaries of state on how to prevent a Maricopa County audit from happening again. They do not want third party vendors to uh, perform audits on elections. That's what they've got going on, right? They have uh, too much at stake after all, and they have to use their hand-picked, closely regulated vendors certified by the EAS you know, um, which in itself is a joke to scrutinize these elections so they can pass off their, you know, their fake audits to the world and claim that there's nothing untoward happening. OK, now uh, Mark Fincham released this. Oh, well, there's my little sorry, guys. There's my little graphic for the National Association of Secretaries of State. All right. Now you see it. Now you don't. Now, this is what uh, Representative Mark Fincham released, a response he had in regards to what was going on over at this meeting of secretaries of state. Let's take a quick gander at it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Representative Mark Fincham responds to those who seek to prevent forensic audits of elections where there are controversies. 
A few days ago, the National Association of Secretaries of State at their summer meeting in Des Moines, Iowa, approved recommendations for election audits. Their goal was to create guidelines that would prevent a Maricopa-style forensic audit from ever happening again. Only West Virginia Secretary of State Mac Warner voted against the recommendations. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft abstained. Uh, let's see where's Jay Ashcroft from real quick. Jay Ashcroft, where are you from, buddy? Jay Ashcroft is the uh, Secretary of State for the uh, state of Missouri. Okay, all right. We'll talk about Missouri in a little bit. Um, but all right, so Jay Ashcroft of Missouri abstained. Uh, Mac Warner of West Virginia voted nay. Okay, so uh, the rest of them are all for it, guys. There also seems to be, let me expand this for you guys a little bit. I'm sorry. You guys can't read what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, there also seems to be movement toward a campaign intended to promote the management of the perception of elections through nonprofits and religious group influencers, as opposed to support for improvements in election integrity, such as defect elimination. This sounds much more like a propaganda program than process excellence, Six Sigma systems analysis for elimination of process defects. Never in the history of the several states or even in the history of these United States have the people surrendered their right to fully scrutinize any election. Such scrutiny goes beyond recounts. It is the legislature that is the duty elected representatives of the people who control this aspect of our consent to be governed, not secretaries of state who are executive branch office holders or appointed unelected bureaucrats, which is true because in commonwealths, secretaries of state or secretaries of the commonwealth are not elected. They are appointed. Okay. Uh, to prevent any form of audit is not the proper role of the secretary of state. Instead, the role is to faithfully execute the laws that the legislature has adopted. Because of the underlying political questions involving elections, there will always be disagreement on how to handle discrepancies. But nobody can, with a straight face, say that every election is fraud-free. It is the prerogative of a free people to hold their elected representatives accountable for the examination of elections results to prove or disprove alleged discrepancies in any electoral contest. How a legislature chooses to address those discrepancies is its prerogative. Attempting to change the perception to the uh, uh, perception, the polity is little more than manipulation. I fully support forensic audits when called for at the discretion of the legislature of competent jurisdiction. I also support improvements such as multi-factor authentication and ballot fraud countermeasures such as those now in Arizona law ARS 16-504 to minimize the need for forensic audits in the future. What a statement from Representative Mark Fincham, guys. Would you not want him to be your Secretary of State? So very interesting, y'all. Um, this may not have come out if it were not for Mark Fincham and him dropping this news right here, guys. We have the Secretary of State's the National Association of Secretary of States, guys, National Association of Secretary of States, all of them voting to find a way to prevent 
a forensic audit happening again in this country. And not only that, how to espouse propaganda that supports their cause. Crazy, guys. Crazy. And I see some of you guys commenting out there. Uh, I see you guys commenting. All of you guys, uh, all of you guys agree, right? It's up to the state legislature. You know, that's why that's why there was uh, so much a funk about uh, uh, this, these whole uh, emergency powers uh, for uh, audits. I mean, for elections during uh, this COVID pandemic crisis, shamdemic that's been happening. That's why there's there's so much funk about H.R. 1 and H.R. 4, because they're trying to nationalize our elections. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. We are not going to let them do it. We are not going to let them take away our vote, which is essentially, it's, it is a symbol of our freedom, guys. It is a symbol of our freedom. It is the most coveted thing around this world. The Americans' ability to vote, ladies and gentlemen, because that is our freedom, okay? And we're not going to let them nationalize it point blank period. Let's talk about Herschel Walker. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we done heard President Trump singing the praises of Herschel Walker for a minute now. And uh, he's released like at least two statements where he's calling for Herschel to step away from the sidelines and to enter into, you know, the playing field that is the American political, you know, structure. Uh, but it seems now that uh, a former football star, Herschel Walker, has decided to kick off his Senate campaign. So he will be running for state Senate in the state of Georgia. Very exciting. Republican Herschel Walker announced his campaigning for United States Senate in Georgia just yesterday with a video highlighting his small town roots and uh, reasons he subscribes to the conservative ideology. Now, though this man does not look it, he is a 59-year-old native Georgian. Now, I uh, learned a lot about Herschel that I did not know, okay? Because, you know, I don't follow sports much. Uh, but apparently, um, apparently, not only is he, uh, not only is he a, a football player, he's also an Olympian. I didn't even know that. That's pretty cool, actually. Um, among other things, he was like also uh, he was an NFL player. He was an Olympian. Um, you know, he was one of the most accomplished athletes in the history of the University of Georgia. Uh, he was valedictorian of his high school. Uh, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of merit to uh, his uh, to his name and his worth, you know. Um, but like I said, he's 59 years old uh, and he's been uh, mulling over the Senate bid over the last several months, you know, and uh, he's finally decided to step up to the plate. Let's take a real quick look at his, uh, I guess, his campaign video. Um, I, well, I guess this would be his uh, his uh, announcement to the world about his intentions, right? Uh, pretty good, guys. Let's check it out real quick. At my core, I'm a runner, but I wasn't always fast. Here in Riceville, Georgia, it's just a little town. It's where I grew up. And I got real fast. <laughs> I learned discipline, faith in God, and the value of hard work. I learned about sacrificing the things you want in the moment for the future you know you can have if you work hard enough. I've been a lot of places, but in Riceville, 
I learned the important lessons. If you want it bad enough, you can work for it. You can get it. You might stumble, make mistakes, but you won't fail if you give up. The politicians pay Americans against American. Rich versus poor. Black versus white. Urban versus rural. I don't believe in that garbage. It's a lie. I'm a conservative, not because someone told me to be. I'm a conservative because I believe in smaller government, a strong military, personal responsibility, and making sure all people have the opportunity to pursue their dreams. That's an America worth fighting for. My name is Herschel Walker, and I'm running for the United States Senate. I'm a kid from a small town in Georgia who's lived the American dream, and I'm ready to fight to keep that dream alive for you too. Globalists, communists, scum, eat your heart out. Because we got Herschel stepping up to bat or, you know, kick or punt, whatever. <laughs> but uh, yes, um, Herschel Walker, you know, he said that his own American dream story is what is driving him to protect the American dream for everybody. And he's going to do that by pursuing a bid for a Senate seat in the state of Georgia. Uh, but to be sure, um, Herschel Walker is not the only one who is uh, running for state Senate in Georgia. Um, he will, uh, he will, there are also a handful of other Republican candidates. Now, hopefully these guys are not so ego driven that they don't remember the, uh, the strategic move of not to split the vote, right? Don't split the vote, but you know that there's going to be some people in here who are like, you know, uh, um, informatives, payoff shills, people who are like being sent in there to do it. But uh, other people include um, Agricultural Commissioner Gary Black, Air Force veteran Kelvin King, a retired Navy SEAL, Latham Sadler. So, I mean, there you I mean, he's got a Navy SEAL and a retired Air Force veteran that he's going up against. But uh, he already basically has uh, President Trump's uh, endorsement, you know, but they are going after the uh, Senate uh, seat that uh, is being currently occupied by one Raphael Warnock, right? Uh, that guy that also fraudulently got in to a seat over there in the state of Georgia. Um, again, his advantage lies in the fact that uh, President Trump basically called on him to step up um, and uh you know, um, step up for America and for the state of Georgia. Uh, so we will see where this goes. This is very exciting, in my opinion. Um, and uh, we'll see how that how that happens. Now, uh, he received an immediate endorsement from a Georgia state representative by the name of Buddy Carter. Apparently, Buddy Carter was also considering running for the same Senate seat that is being occupied by Warnock. But uh, when he found out that Herschel Walker was running, he uh, immediately withdrew because he understands the value of not splitting the vote. Exciting times, ladies and gentlemen. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that one for you. All right. Sorry I didn't warn you that we have some uh, swamp creatures coming up on the screen. But, uh, well, I mean, I just I found this story kind of amusing, right? Um, apparently... 
apparently uh, Biden's planning to go campaign for, uh, you know, gruesome Newsome over there in California. And I was like, yeah, if I were gruesome Newsome, I'd be like, don't come near California within like, you know, five or six states. Stay away. Stay away, Biden. Don't you dare come over here. Don't you dare give me your endorsement. I don't want nothing to do with you. I mean, even 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 what the hell Harris had to uh, had to uh, cancel her trip. Uh, allegedly, it's because of the uh, of the terrorist attack in Afghanistan. Uh, but who knows? You know, who knows? But apparently, uh, you know, circle back Saki confirmed that uh, good old joke Biden was going to head over to California to campaign for Gavin Grusom Newsom because he's doing pretty bad right now in, you know, any in polls and in opinion over in the state of California. And I'm willing to bet this man's going to be recalled. I'm willing to bet he's going to be recalled. Um, but in regards to the recall uh, and in regards to uh, President Select Biden showing up uh, on the shores of California to, you know, give a uh, gruesome newsome a little boost, right? Um, uh, Larry Elder did a brief interview with Breitbart and he talked a little bit about it. I got a kick out of it. So we'll share that with you guys. Uh, a few words from Larry Elder, also a gubernatorial candidate in the recall in California, front runner currently for the GOP or the Republican side, conservatives. Uh, let's hear what he had to say. Coming to campaign for Gavin Newsom. What effect do you think his national and international problems are going to have on the race in California? Well, I believe it when I see Joe Biden come here. I'm not sure he's going to. I understand he's supposedly going to come here to campaign on behalf of Gavin Newsom. His popularity now is in the low 40s, making it 41%. Uh, most Americans don't even believe he's, he's home, that somebody else is in charge. So it's going to backfire. But let him bring it in. Let, let him have to come in and try to defend uh, Gavin Newsom's record on crime and on homelessness and on the outrageous cost of living and the way he ignored science and shut down this state to the point where a third of all small businesses are gone forever. Let Joe Biden make the case for him. Um, I wanted to come here. Let, let him do it. And out of all the major political figures in America, uh, Gavin Newsom is one of the few who's praised of the way he handled the Afghan crisis. And it has been a disaster, an absolute disaster, one of the worst foreign policy mistakes America has ever made. So if Joe Biden wants to come here and lend his presence to California, I welcome that opportunity. But I don't believe he's going to do it. And Kamala Harris is going to be here on Friday in the Bay Area with Gavin Newsom. Yeah. Do you think she's effective? Same thing. Kamala Harris says she's the last one in the room uh, regarding uh, the Afghan crisis. So that means she's the last one in the room that's going to pull out. And you saw how he pulled out without preparing. Uh, it's been an absolute disaster, it's been an absolute slaughter, and uh, the depression of the men and women who served in Afghanistan has now gone through the roof because of this. It's a debacle. It's a debacle on the borders, and she was supposed to be in charge of the borders, too. So we've got rising crime uh, under uh, Joe Biden. We have rising uh, inflation under Joe Biden. The borders are out, out of control, and one of the worst foreign policy disasters I've ever seen. So let them come in and defend that. Uh, and uh, it's the kind of incompetence that Gavin Newsom has displayed. Uh, Gavin Newsom literally thinks he's done a good job, um, and, and uh, Elizabeth Warren also cut a commercial for him. You might have seen it, uh, and she did not defend his record on anything. She just said this is a Republican takeover. That's all they have: Trump, 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 Republican, Republican, Republican. That's all they have because they can't defend this man's record. So let him come and do it. Do you think that voters who are upset about what's happening in, in Afghanistan will turn out in stronger numbers to recall Newsom as a statement, even if they're not Republican or they don't have a preference? I think I think there's a good chance of that, to, just to make a statement because they're they're angry. 
They're angry at the incompetence. Uh, they're angry at the way America looks absolutely disgraced. Our, our allies don't trust us. Our enemies don't fear us. Uh, and that's what's going on here. So all of this is painting a real broad brush, uh, and uh, it's going to affect how people perceive um, Gavin Newsom. So I think it's a huge tactical mistake for him to do that, but, but I'm happy for him to make a tactical mistake. Now, we haven't seen a lot of polling data. Last question. Uh, in the last few weeks, we haven't seen a lot of polls, but one of the interesting things that's been consistent in the polls is that Latino voters, by large majorities, want to recall Gavin Newsom. Right. What's happening there? Is there an earthquake in California there politics? There, there is, and it's primarily because of school choice. Uh, black and brown parents in the inner city want school choice, and they recognize that they're getting the worst teachers uh, in, in the inner city areas. They're getting the worst teachers, the worst principals, the worst administrators. I also think it's crime. Uh, crime has gone up. Uh, polls, I saw a poll that said 81% of, uh, of blacks want the police manpower to remain the same or to be even higher. I'm sure it's similar for Hispanics. And the ones who are disproportionately hurt by the violent crime are black and brown people living in the inner city. So you add those two things up. Uh, and I think that Hispanics are tired of being taken for a ride. Uh, they want choice, as I mentioned, that black parents do. And they're aware that the teachers' union is the biggest impediment to that. So uh, for those two major reasons, I believe that um, uh, Hispanics are rethinking their allegiance to the Democratic Party. And I think blacks are too. All right, there you have it, Larry Elder and his thoughts. He's like, uh, yeah, 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 that's a pretty good idea, Joe. Come on down to California and sign uh, sign the death warrant for Gavin Gruesome Newsome. Let, 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 can, let Californians know exactly where Gruesome stands and uh, who he looks up to for political endorsements. Right, right? Exactly. So uh, it seems like, uh, it's, I don't know. Uh, we're still seeing, uh, in my opinion, like uh, Larry Elder said, polls and opinions are pretty low for Newsom, getting lower. Um, now, uh, to me, the, the most important thing here would be just to unseat um, Newsom and then also, of course, uh, to get a conservative in office. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Larry Elder se still seems to be the front runner. Of course, he also recently uh, received an endorsement from a Democrat, right? A Democrat endorsed Larry Elder. Wasn't just any Democrat though. It was one of the uh, former top California leaders in the Democrat House, uh, a woman by the name of Gloria Romero, a former Democrat leader in the California State Senate, endorsed Larry Elder for the governorship in the state of California. So that's got to get people's head spinning just a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, is there truly no one else worth endorsing um, uh, that's like a liberal or a Democrat? Or is there something else going on here, right? Uh, that you have a former um, leader of the Democrat Party in the state of California endorsing Larry Elder. So he's the front runner right now, you know, and uh, we'll, we will still go with it uh, for the time being. Uh, we just want to see Gavin Grusom Newsom out. So come on over to California, Joe. I'm sure that you will be, uh, you'll be welcomed with arms wide open. All right, ladies and gentlemen, next story. Who's that individual? First time we have uh, displayed the face of this swamp creature on our screen. Some of you guys might recognize this as, uh, if it's Katie Brown, you flush it down. Kate Brown, the governor of the state of Oregon. And why is she being shared in today's news today? Well, now we're going to get into a little bit of that COVID conundrum, ladies and gentlemen. Talk a little bit about some of the uh, some of the debacles that our brothers and sisters are facing across 
uh, the United States of America in their respective states and also some of the wins and some of the fights that the good guys are putting up for in the name of liberty and true freedom. Now, uh, Oregon Governor Kate Brown has recently mandated that masks, again, back with the masks, uh, should be worn in outdoor settings as well. Now, apparently they already have uh, requirements to wear masks in most public places indoors. Uh, but now she's mandating that the public wear them in most outdoor settings as well, regardless of your vaccination status. Okay. Uh, now, according to a flush it down, Kate Brown, uh, she says masks have proven to be effective at reducing transmission and are a necessary measure right now even in some outdoor settings to help us fight COVID and protect one another, which, you know, guys, you know, Kate Brown is not the only ignorant lawmaker or maybe, maybe a uh, malignant lawmaker. You know, maybe it's not that they're ignorant. Maybe it's that uh, it's very calculated what they're being told to do. She's not the only one that's saying stuff like that, which makes you wonder, you know, if, if it is true, if it is true ignorance, if they're even capable of holding office because, the, uh, I mean, the truth is out there, as Mulder and Scully would say. The science exists. And, you know, we, as a, a citizens, citizenry of the world even, have been given access to that information. But the powers that be have constantly denied, 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 denied the truth of the matter. So anyways, Kate Brown seems to be going along with the pack says, in addition, the Oregon Health Authority strongly recommends masking indoor, uh, in outdoor gatherings at private residences where people from different households do not maintain physical distance. You do not need to mask up for a fleeting pass by on a hiking trail or your morning walk with your dog. She's giving you that much, at least in the state of Oregon. But it does mean that you have to take personal responsibility and use common sense such as suffocating yourself and infecting yourself with, uh, you know, bacterial pneumonia by, uh, you know, wearing masks 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right? Well, she didn't exactly state that, but I, I kind of took my liberty there. Uh, like I said, the state of Oregon already has an indoor mask mandate. So uh, uh, bully to this uh, bully, uh, um, I don't know. I've heard some people call her a Marxist, you know, socialist, socialist sympathizer, right? But Fortunately for the state of Oregon, there is someone who is taking a stand and setting an example. That would be this man. His name is Sheriff Brian E. Wolf, and uh, he is uh, the county sheriff of um, um, Malher, Malher County over in Vail, right? Or something like that. Okay, so uh, Malher, Malher County Sheriff Brian Wolf opposes... Uh, Governor Brown's mandates for masking, he says that some government leaders, including Governor Kate Brown, are using the COVID-19 pandemic to enforce unconstitutional mandates that are testing the waters of tolerance for the loss of freedom to alleged safety. He penned his letter to Governor Brown the day after Brown's most recent announcement mandating vaccination for two or more groups of workers, school staff and related volunteers and healthcare workers. And again, on August 9th, Brown mandated COVID-19 vaccination for state employees and said she was reinstating the indoor mask rule. And this past Tuesday announced that uh, she would be reinstating the rule for masks in outdoor settings. Okay, so um, Sheriff uh, Wolf here. 
is the primary example of the type of sheriff that we are looking for uh, for the rest of the counties and the rest of these United States of America. A constitutional sheriff, one elected by the people of the highest, you know, the highest authority in any given state is the elected sheriff. And we need more people like Sheriff Brown. I mean, Sheriff Brown, Sheriff, I was going to say Sheriff Brown, Sheriff Mack, Sheriff uh, uh, um, <laughs> Arpaio. No, just kidding. Uh, so like, OK, so Sheriff Wolf. OK, he's he's a, one of the new constitutional sheriffs that are coming up onto the screen. Now, as an example, I want to share with you the words of one Sheriff Wolf in his letter to Governor um, Governor um, Brown, right? She's the Brown one here, right? Not the Sheriff. Um, uh, just listen to what he has to say. Malheur County is a great place to live, work, and visit. The Malheur County uh, Sheriff's Office is proud to be part of creating the high quality of life that we enjoy here. For the above stated reasons, I feel it necessary to write this letter in reference to protecting the freedoms and liberties that are granted to all United States citizens by the Constitution of the United States of America. The citizens of Malheur County are good, hardworking, free-thinking people who possess a high degree of common sense and solid educational foundation. All of the alleged science that has been evolving from state and federal agencies has apparent political ideations that our Maurer County population has seen through from the beginning. That in no way means that we take this pandemic lightly. We all have friends and relatives who have suffered as a result of this horrible disease. However, that does not equate to a governmental ability to mandate that an individual or a population of people must forego their freedoms or liberties. With that degree of common sense come the ability to make rational decisions to stay home when ill, wash hands, and stay away from obviously ill people. We all learned that from childhood and do not need to be politically parented. Every citizen should enjoy the liberty to choose for themselves the best actions to take. It is not government's place to mandate such things as the wearing of masks or the need for vaccinations. These should be personal choices and no one else's business. At some point, people have to realize there are consequences for their choices. If we are truly interested in the health of our citizens, we must also look at the damage unnecessary mandates have caused by creating anxiety and mental health issues of those who are now faced with taking a vaccination that they do not believe to be safe or lose their livelihoods. As elected sheriff of Mauer County, I believe that it's not the government's job to protect our health. It's the government's job to protect our rights, freedoms, and liberties. It's each of our job to protect our own health. When you trade liberty for safety, you end up losing both. Ben Franklin. It is important to remember that the Constitution of the United States was not written to restrain the citizens' behavior. It was written to restrain the government's behavior. Rand Paul. It has become very apparent that certain governmental heads have used this pandemic to enact emergency procedures and are testing the waters of tolerance for the loss of freedom to alleged safety. 
I agree with our citizens that these mandates do not fall within the superior mandates of the Constitution of the United States, which I am sworn to follow above lower orders of other elected officials. Please be advised that the office of sheriff in Mallor County will not be a source of enforcement for your mask or vaccination mandates. Furthermore, we will resist future unconstitutional mandates. Attached to this letter is a list of signatures from our county citizens that agree with this letter. Respectfully, Sheriff Brian E. Wolf. What a man, Sheriff Brian E. Wolf is. What a man. That, my friends, is a great example, uh, a primary example of what an elected sheriff should be and what they should stand for and how they should act, ladies and gentlemen. So I was delighted to find this as I was digging for stories today. Now, Wolf, he has asked citizens to join him in supporting his letter by signing a petition that he is circulating so that uh, support for freedom of choice comes not from just the office of the sheriff in Malheur County, but also from the people of Malheur County. Um, he said that his goal while it might not be realistic, is to gather four to 5,000 signatures by September 7th and then to send those along with his letter to the governor's office. Um, for those of you in the state of Oregon or thereabouts in the county of Malhurst, signature forms are available at the sheriff's office in Vail at a community corrections in on and at a community corrections in Ontario. Additionally, Wolf will be available to talk to citizens about the letter and petition on Thursday, that was today, from 5 to 7 p.m. at Travis Schneider's Tool Rental, located at 285 Washington Street in Vail, uh, Oregon. Uh, the sheriff said his office has not been asked to uphold any of the mandates, but that if he was to be asked, he would answer no. And his biggest focus is on what he believes to be unconstitutional mandates. He says, I am not an anti-vaxxer. I believe there are consequences for people's actions. And uh, he said that it should be an individual's choice whether they are vaccinated and nobody else's business. He says, it's very unconstitutional to mandate someone to take a vaccine that they may not believe in or may maybe research indicates it's not safe pardon me, safe for them, and to mandate to do that or lose their job. It's very unconstitutional, he says, and morally and ethnically wrong, ethically wrong for somebody to try to force it upon another person. It's nobody's business whether I get the vaccine or not. It's nobody's business whether I wear a mask or not. You know, and ladies and gentlemen, a lot of that is, uh, you know, Captain Common Sense, right? I mean, a lot of what he said is just plain old common sense you know, and plain old like rule of thumb and, and golden rule type stuff, right? But why is it that uh, the simplest answer is always usually the right answer? Well, it's because it is, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, things get convoluted and complicated when you're trying to do something wrong. And that's just the long and the short of it. Okay, let's uh, go ahead and skip over to where are we at here? All right, this guy here. Now, this is Attorney General Eric Schmidt of the uh, state of Missouri. Now, 
Eric Schmidt, you might know him from such films as suing the Biden administration along with A.G. Paxton for um, 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 border unconstitutional border law and not protecting the citizens. Now, uh, Eric Schmidt has gone hand in hand with A.G. Paxton here in Texas on uh, calling um, to task the Biden administration uh, on a lot of legal matters, specifically bordering around COVID-19 and also um, the open border. So props to Eric Schmidt. Um, now, Eric Schmidt over in the state of Missouri is asking courts to declare the mask mandates to be unlawful. Um, he's not stopping, uh, you know, uh, he, he's, he keeps on serving the people of Missouri in, in a way it sounds like better than their secretary of state is, at least uh, to be certain. Uh, now, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt filed a lawsuit on Tuesday against school districts that have imposed mask mandates to students seeking a declaration from the court that such requirements are unlawful. Um, he says the science shows that children are at a significantly lower risk of contracting a serious illness due to COVID-19, and they do not generally spread the virus, even in school settings. Okay, so uh, and he filed this in the circuit court of Boone County. Um, the bulk of the complaint cites a battery of studies in his in his lawsuit um, it, it, it uh, cites a battery of studies, data, and news reports which show that children are less likely to spread um, um, the Chinese uh, coronavirus um, and uh, have an extremely low risk of hospitalization and death from COVID-19. And it also points out in the lawsuit studies showing that masks uh, impair learning, cause headaches, lead to less happiness, and hinder verbal and nonverbal communications among other negative impacts, especially amongst those who are still developing into a adult and adult human being. Now, uh, also uh, to take note, uh, Schmidt is running for a United States Senate position. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, now his scorecard is pretty good, Eric Schmidt. His scorecard is pretty good. He's still fighting for the people of Missouri, you know. Um, so uh, running for United States Senate for this, uh, the state of Missouri, this guy is. Uh, the mask mandate debate is unfolding across the nation, of course, and is divided sharply along political lines. Uh, we see uh, Eric Schmidt as a Republican falling into the resisting side of that line, whereas uh, Democrats are more submissive. Uh, to that, of course, don't need to really explain much into that. But there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, in the state of Missouri, another fighter for individual freedoms and rights to choose running for the state Senate in Missouri, Eric Schmidt. Uh, you guys uh, keep uh, keep that name in mind, because who knows, we might see uh, we might see him and A.G. Bronovich on the national stage as senators sometime in the future. Both of these attorney generals running for Senate. All right, guys, we'll see what's up with that. All right, we got two more stories for you guys tonight, and we will wrap up the C-Report. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us today. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And uh, to anyone who might be tuning in over at Clout Hub, uh, let me know what you think about on the profile page for Mr. CTV. Yeah, I don't even know if anyone's watching over there, to be honest with you. I don't know how to check that yet. But uh, got to give a shout-out to the new platform for our 150th uh, episode. Uh, all right. So uh, next up in the COVID conundrum, uh, Delta Airlines, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you know, a lot of employers are imposing upon their employees to be vaccinated, to wear masks, all of this other stuff or be fired. Right. Stuff like that. Um, Delta Airlines is doing something rather interesting. 
not so interesting as, as just harsh and abrasive, in my opinion. They are going to charge their employees $200 a month on their health plan if they do not get vaccinated. Talk about another form of duress, right? I mean, it's all financial duress when you're talking about getting fired from your job, right? Uh, but but now here you see uh, they're going to charge two hundred dollars a month. That's worse than if you're a smoker, ladies and gentlemen. To have that kind of a dock on your insurance, like they're going to dock two hundred dollars per month, per month to their employees. Why even bother? Uh, my crystal ball sees Delta being uh, lacking staff in the very near future. Or maybe not. You know, um, you know, uh, Delta says they're doing this because it costs them $40,000 anytime someone is hospitalized under COVID-19 conditions. Their CEO, Ed Bastian, said that all employees have uh, all employees who have been hospitalized for the virus in recent weeks were not fully vaccinated. Now, you know, I say that they're going to be understaffed, you know, and people just quitting. Uh, uh, but to that effect, um, you know, the CEO says that 75% of Delta employees are vaccinated. So, you know, I guess there will always be that uh, desperate zombie out there who's looking for, you know, um, um, some uh, honest work, I guess you could say. At what price? Well, I guess we'll find out in the not too near future what the uh, price these people will pay for um, submitting to the vaccine. Anyways, so as I was saying, um, they're going to start doing a monthly surcharge to their employees, $200 starting September 27th, or they will face termination. So, you know, they're going to get them one way or another. Uh, the Delta CEO referred to the COVID-19 mutation that or originated in India as being uh, deadly and one of the uh, another reason for them uh, foisting this uh, imposition upon their employees. Uh, I mean, imposition aside from losing their job. Uh, new reported cases of COVID-19 in the United States tops 150,000 per day, apparently, thanks to all the vaccinated people out there, all you people who got vaccinated, you know, that's the reason why we have this variant. That's the reason why we have a growing number of cases. That's the reason why. And I said that back in freaking when the vaccine came out, like, yeah, 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 yeah. MRNA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our bodies are going to start making uh, COVID. Oh, we're going to be COVID factories. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to spread it come the fall because uh, everyone who's vaccinated is pumping out COVID, you know, and uh, that's the long and the short of it, ladies. That's what they wanted, you know, get them vaccinated because uh, the pandemic we, we faked wasn't strong enough. Once they're vaccinated, they'll actually start making COVID. And then when the fall comes, we'll really be able to put them down into a third or fourth lockdown, right? Yeah, well... We don't deal too much with predictions here at the Sea Report, but some things are pretty apparent when you think about it. Now, uh, Southwest and Spirit and Frontier have blamed the virus for a slowdown in customer bookings, and uh, U.S. air travels remain down more than 20% from uh, 2019 before this shamdemic. Delta and United have already required new hires to be vaccinated. Um, other United States airlines, including American Southwest, American and Southwest, say they are encouraging employees to get vaccinated, but they have not required it yet. Now, thank goodness I fly Southwest when I can. But uh, let me tell you, this story and the next story is all about the travel industry and the tourist industry. 
And uh, the next story, ladies and gentlemen, okay. Next story, ladies and gentlemen, takes us on a lovely cruise to the uh, on the Carnival Cruise Lines. Now, this is a very big point of contention for me. Um, I don't know how many of you people, you know, how many of our friends out there in Foxhole and the people over at uh, Twitch and Clout Hub, I don't know how many of you guys are cruisers in the audience, right? Okay, I don't know how many of you guys are cruisers out there. Um, uh, my family... They're cruisers, ladies and gentlemen. They enjoy their cruises. I've enjoyed a few cruises in my time. And, uh, you know, I promised. I promised my mama. I was like, Mama, you just wait. By summer, fall of 2021, there will be no more coronavirus. And then the globalists stole the election of the United States of America. So that kind of put a wrench in that promise made a liar out of me. You made me lie to my mama. Okay. Still a little bitter about that. Right. So anyhow, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with carnival because, um, obviously, um, if you guys were following the story, uh, there was a lot of legal battles, um, between, uh, you know, um, the, uh, cruising industry, the CDC, and Governor DeSantis, Governor DeSantis is the only one who is really fighting against these mandates being foisted upon the cruise line industry. And it's understandable because Florida, I'm sure, is probably the biggest, you know, if not California, the biggest, you know, um, um, uh, per, uh, state affected by uh, the shutdown of the cruise line industry. Right. A lot of cruises leaving out of Florida. Anyhow, so um, a lot of legal battles. Um, inevitably, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Supreme Court sided with Ron DeSantis, uh, Governor DeSantis, I said President, Governor DeSantis, uh, in that uh, the cruise line industry did not have to subject themselves to the CDC's um, overlord rules. Now, the cruise line industry took it upon themselves to follow the CDC guidelines. Like that's where the story left off, right? Like they were like, you know what? We're just going to follow CDC. Um, you know, we're going to allow ourselves to be subjected to test cruises and to mandates and to inspections and to all these other things that would just run up their bills unnecessarily. Uh, okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the cruises have finally started happening again as of a few months ago. And as it turns out on a carnival ship, a fully vaccinated woman has died of COVID-19 after taking her cruise to Belize. Now, of all the times I went on cruises, I went to Belize a few times, right? I'm like, dang it. And they, they even left out of our port here in Galveston. Um, the uh, woman who tragically passed was a beloved great-grandmother from Oklahoma, uh, 77-year-old Marilyn Tackett, a retired Sunday school teacher, boarded the Carnival cruise ship on July 31st out of Galveston, Texas. And on August 4th of that trip, because, you know, Belize cruise is usually about a week long. It's usually about seven days. Um, on August 4th, um, Marilyn Tackett, um, who was, again, fully vaccinated, began to have breathing problems and decided to stay on the ship as her family disembarked and toured Belize. Now, the ship's medical team tested Tackett for COVID and she came back positive. 
The cruise's medical doctor said Tackett needed to be put on a ventilator and had her transferred to a local hospital in Belize. Okay. Um, now, the family had to use a GoFundMe to raise money for her because the hospital in Belize would only accept her if they gave them $5,000. And ultimately, um, Marilyn was flown to a hospital in Oklahoma where she passed away on August 14th. Okay. Again, ladies and gentlemen, fully vaccinated. And not only was she tested positive for COVID on the same ship, a total of 27 people, including herself and 26 crew members, all fully vaccinated, all tested positive for COVID-19. All right, I'm going to read you the statement from Carnival before I get into a little commentary on this matter. Now, Carnival said, Carnival has implemented a suit of protocols that are designed to flex up as needed to adapt to the changing public health situation related to COVID-19. We meet the standards for a vaccinated cruise as defined by the CDC. Again, they're, they're going along with CDC requirements and regulations on this with at least 95% of our guests and all of our crew being vaccinated and then implemented additional measures as we are now requiring vaccinated guests to present both proof of vaccination and a negative COVID test at check-in, okay? So now if you're going to get on a Carnival Cruise Line, you have to have your papers. You also have to be subjected to a test to board the cruise ship, okay? It goes on to say, those few guests who cannot be vaccinated are tested twice before boarding the ship and again at debarkation. So if you are a guest on their ship who cannot get vaccinated or chooses not to, because if I'm not mistaken, the cruise lines have gone with a ratio of like 95% of their passengers have to be vaccinated and they will leave room for 5% of their passengers to be unvaccinated whether that is because they cannot be vaccinated or because they choose not to be vaccinated, they will require that you get tested three times before you set sail on your nice holiday vacation or wherever it is and for whatever reason it is that you are setting sail. It says, all guests must wear masks in the indoor areas of the ship where people gather. So uh, if you're going to be setting sail on a carnival cruise anytime soon, you will also be uh, subjected to wearing a mask. That includes in the dining room, in the theater, and in the casino. Unfortunately, no venue on land or at sea is COVID-free right now, but we are committed to protecting the health and safety of our guests, crew, and the communities we visit and have no hesitated have not hesitated to act quickly and go beyond existing public health guidelines. Now, let me just finish this. Now, this is what they said in regards to Marilyn Tackett and her situation on their cruise line. Uh, they said, we are very sorry to hear about the death of a guest who sailed on Carnival Vista. Reg regrettably, there is a fair amount of disinformation about the circumstances of this matter. The guest almost certainly did not contract COVID on our ship. And she was assisted with the expert medical care on board and was ultimately evacuated from Belize after we provided a resource to her family. 
We have continued to provide support to her family and are not going to add to their sadness by commenting further. So Carnival basically said uh, that uh, uh, Miss Tackett contracted COVID while visiting an island off of the coast of Honduras in Roatan. I've been there, done that, ladies and gentlemen. So apparently she didn't contract COVID on their boat, even though 26 of their crew members were also positive for COVID. Keep in mind that their crew members do not get off at every stop whenever they uh, dock, you know, during um, during a visit uh, to their destinations, right? But nevertheless, 27, 26 of their crew members, all positive for COVID. Now, uh, the tourism board said that 99.98% of the ship's crew were vaccinated as well as 96.5% of its passengers, right? Um, and uh, Carnival saying it was disinformation. They were, they were at Roatan. That's where she certainly got it while they were at Roatan, right? Um, but this is just, you know, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I don't know how many of you guys are cruisers out there. I'm going to jump into the chat room real quick and see, uh, see if anyone, uh, anyone out there is. Yeah, I like that. Um, um, it be me. Ange says if she had been informed, she would have had an ivermectin HCQ hydroxychloroquine zinc with her on the cruise and taken it at first sign of illness. She'd be alive. And that's the dilemma that I'm talking about here, ladies and gentlemen, because I mean, who, I mean, guys, seriously, like, like I may have, I may have already taken my final cruise. I don't know when it was like, maybe two years ago, I may have already taken my final cruise because, you know, you're at a higher risk for contracting COVID being amongst all of those vaccinated people, right? You're at a higher risk. Like my life is in danger. Okay. My life is in jeopardy. You know, if I were to set sail on a cruise where 96% of the people are vaccinated, shedding their COVID genes and getting me sick. It's terrible guys. Like, you know, this is something that I'm going to have to think about in the future. You know, for the time being, I'm going to have to uh, boycott cruises uh, because there's not going to be a non-vaccinated crew setting sail out of Texas anytime soon, I'm sure. And it makes me upset. And, you know, also all of these all of these uh, all of these things, these preventative measures that they're going to force upon people who have made the choice not to endanger their life with an experimental gene therapy session, you know or, or, or uh, um, um, a vaccine that could cause blood clots and kill someone. You know, there was a, there was a report about, uh, was it, I think it was a, a, a British uh, journalist or reporter who, who took, you know, the vaccine, not the gene therapy session, got brain clots and was dead within a week. You know, and that's not the only story that we've heard coming across individuals who have suffered, suffered the fate of an experimental uh, inoculation, you know, that's what I'm saying. It be me, Ange. No trip is worth your life, and and I'm I'm taking that seriously. I'm taking that seriously, and uh, it's it's a damn shame. It's a damn shame, you know, because my family is split on this issue, and uh, and if and if we were ever to get the family together to do a trip, it would be on a cruise. You know, we would. That's where we would all get to hang out with each other. You know, like everybody, the original peaches, all hanging out together. You know you know, cool in the gang, you know, hanging out the family. That's where we would do it. 
And so it, it, it just, it irks me because I am going to be deprived of that association because of this, this mess. Anyways. All right, guys. <laughs> Let me just end it there. I told you we're not going to get black pilled. No, just kidding. We're not going to go too negative. I, I'm just saying it just, it just, it just, it just uh, upsets me about that. You know, um, you know, for the loss of life and everything that everyone's been put through from this entire, this entire, I don't know, fake existence. I mean, you know, this, this, this show, this lie that, and that's why guys, like when I said, when I saw that, um, when I saw that, um, preview uh for cult of the medics like i just i was like dude i was like we need to go on the offense now and you know, i know i could take my pine teen pine needle tea and my ivermectin and my hcq and enjoy the cruise but seriously guys like it's crazy it's crazy yeah i'm gonna have to take uh i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to get some of that ivermectin and and hcq for my family if, if they choose to go on a cruise because seriously Again, light to master one with that valid point. Can you take out life insurance on family members that take a jab? The answer would probably be, well, you know, they probably could, but you know, at the same time, they probably would not honor that life insurance by way of you took an EAU, you took an emergency uh, experiment, you know, experimental drug. And it was also, uh, it was also, um, um, it was also a bioweapon. Right. All of that stuff is going against us. Um, so anyways, that's just the way it rolls, ladies and gentlemen. But we will keep our head down and power through. You know what? Don't keep our head down. We're going to keep our chins up and we're going to look evil straight in the eyes, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to power through in that regard, because that's what we're here to do, y'all. We are the light of the world. And I don't say that to puff us up with any kind of pride. But uh we will be their strength. Those people who cannot see or hear, those people who are afraid or don't have the wherewithal to say something. And that is that to me is part of our role here, ladies and gentlemen, to, to be the bearers and the sharers of truth and also the ambassadors of goodwill and freedom. Guys, we've got a part to play. We have got a part to play. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap us up for the 150th episode of The Sea Report. Thank you all for tuning in over at uh, Twitch and Clout Hub. And with all my heart, and as always, thank you for joining us over at the Foxhole app. You guys are great. I love hanging out with you all. Love it, love it, love it, ladies and gentlemen. I have released the lotto in case you got that scratch fever. That, uh, that gold pill scratch fever. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. See a lot of you all still hanging out. Glad you all are here with us today. We will be back again manana, that is tomorrow, uh, for another episode of The Sea Report. Now, tomorrow we will be doing our international episode where we cover a little bit of international news, right? A little bit of international news. Uh, kind of see what's happening with our neighbors out and about there around this uh, fabulous world planet we call Earth. So make sure you guys tune on in and don't forget, um, we will also be live at midnight for Mr. C in the Dark. That's right. Mr. C in the Dark will be live tomorrow, Friday at midnight central time. Uh, just, a, just a little bit of an introduction to our Clout Hub viewers as well. You know, we do three shows here. The Sea Report, Monday through Friday at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Mr. C in the Dark airs at midnight central on Friday and Saturday 
And Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. Central, we do Lone Star News with myself, uh, myself included as well. And uh, we cover uh, Texas news and current events. That's myself and the Texan guys, myself and the Texan. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, let me scratch my ticket and I will see myself out. Thanks again for hanging out, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to hold on to that light. And don't forget to be that light and let it shine, ladies and gentlemen. Let it shine. All right, this is Mr. C signing out saying, be safe and be blessed and God bless America. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great night.